Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. October now. It's October. Yeah, that's exciting. I thought summer was never going to end. It is exciting. It is basically the perfect temperature now for me. Yeah. I am happy. Yeah, finally. You're so. happy for a moment. <laughs> for now. I'll be happy. We <laughs> talked about this. I'll be happy until <laughs> May. Yeah. And then it'll get hot again and I'll be like, me. <laughs> My turn to be whiny. <laughs> Below 72 and I'm like, I would like a blanket. Yep. But that's okay. Yeah. We make it work. Yes. Meatwedge has a fan on. I have a space heater on. Yes. We'll get through it. At the same time. <laughs> yeah. Maybe it'll be warmer in here now that we have walls. Combating. I'm sure it will be. Especially if we put soundproofing up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that'll help insulate it. Yes. But yeah, it's the beginning of spooky season. Yes. We're going to do some spooky movies. We're going to get Surprise. spooky. It's also going to be our one year anniversary of being I a podcast know, it's insane isn't that wild it feels like we just started i know it also feels like we've been doing it forever yes how is the how are they both possible and that we should be better at it by now <laughs> <laughs> we're really good at it actually <laughs> we're okay um yeah no a year is crazy i know a whole year's worth of movies i wonder how many hours of our podcast exists now that is very that would be very interesting yeah let's hire someone to figure it out not that hard yeah (laughs) the first person (laughs) to figure it out yeah add it all up and send it to us i will mail you five dollars because i don't feel like doing it (laughs) not venmo or paypal i will send you a crisp lincoln in the mail (laughs) and a sticker yeah why not a lincoln she means a penny crispy penny shut up (laughs) don't tell them is this even real it's so crispy (laughs) well anyway it's a chocolate coin i'm bucket snake i'm meat wedge and this is a podcast about movies yeah that we've been doing for almost a year yep and Mm. i'll tell you all about it yeah maybe this is your first time right now here it comes are you ready (laughs) hold on to your butts (laughs) we Watch movies that we haven't seen since we were kids, and then we tell you about them, basically. The beginning of the show, we'll try and remember what the movie's about before we watch it, but then we'll watch it, and then we'll tell you about it. Mm-hmm. And then we'll give you some cool trivia so you can impress your friends. Yeah. Or annoy your friends. Or annoy your friends, which is what we have graduated to. Yep. So. Sorry, friends. Sorry, friends. <laughs> and thank you. I have a question for you. Ask away. If. You had to replace your fingers oh, no. with not fingers. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm sure nobody knows where this is going. <laughs> what do you think? Like, What would be the worst thing for you? And would, and on the flip, what, yeah. would, what would be like the most useful? Okay. I mean, that's so hard. Yeah. I because... mean, obviously fingers are the best 
Yeah, fingers is the best answer. <laughs> they pretty much got it. Evolution has got it. Uh, controversial opinion. Evolution there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking at my hands. I'm looking. <laughs> what if my fingers were cucumbers? <laughs> That'd be pretty bad. What if they were sticks of dynamite? (laughs) What if they were just popsicle sticks? (gasps) Or like cotton candy and you couldn't get them wet. (laughs) Oh no! (laughs) Cotton candy hands! (laughs) Sorry, I can't come to work today. (laughs) Or ever. I got sugar floss fingers. (laughs) The doctor says it's terminal. (laughs) I don't know, anything that's like, yeah, like biodegradable. Right, would be bad. Or, yeah, you can't get it wet. Um, But as far as, like, I don't know, like a tool or something, maybe, like, pens or pencils would be kind of cool. Yeah. Um, But not, like, super sharp things, because you still want to be able to, like... Wipe your butt. Yeah. And, like, touch things without destroying them. Yeah. You know, pet my dog. Yeah. Like, to still be able to pet my dog. Yeah. What if my dogs are made of... Or my dogs... <laughs> What if my fingers were made of dog bones? <laughs> yeah, that, that would be that would great be terrible. for your dogs. Yeah, bad for you. Yeah, hmm. I get. I could replace all of my fingers with various uh, baking tools. <gasps> what if they were all different measuring spoons? I know that's what I was thinking. If one hand were measuring, I spoons. know exactly what that would sound like. <laughs> <laughs> and then if I had like a whisk and maybe like a zester. Oh, a zester, dangerous. And <laughs> I would accidentally zest myself. I do that already. I know. <laughs> what else, I don't know. What other tools? A spoon, like just like a, like a spatula and like a wooden spoon. Maybe. Five pizza slicers. Why? How many do you need? <laughs> How much pizza do you eat? Too many. <laughs> Too many pizza. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Yeah, I don't. I think anything would just be, it'd just be bad. terribly inconvenient. Tentacles maybe could be cool. Yeah. Like, depending on how long they are. Because then maybe you could have a little more dexterity. Yeah. And I've heard that each like little sucker on an octopus's tentacle has its own uh, function. Yeah. Well, they, like, they, they all have, function independently. Don't they have a brain in each yeah. tentacle? God. So you could just be like, what am I doing? I don't know. <laughs> My right hand is somewhere else. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Anything uh, but fingers sounds inconvenient. It does. It truly does. Why are we talking about replacing our hands with something other than hands? Well, because this week we're talking about Edward Scissorhands. Yeah. Obviously. Because it's spooky time. Yeah. And he's spooky. It's a spooky time. It's a spook. <laughs> do you remember this movie oh sure yeah edward scissorhands yep <laughs> old eddie shears old eddie shears yeah he lives in a castle yeah with an inventor played by vincent price mm-hmm. but then vincent price dies before he can finish because he's like building a man yeah he's making him because he starts out metal, but he's making him real, right? Uh-huh. But he's replacing him with real parts. Yeah. So he's mostly real. Yeah. He's finished except for... Except for his hands, yeah. which are made of scissors. Yes, because those are just like kind of like placeholders until he got to it. Yeah, but they are huge and they are sharp. Yeah. And then Diane Weist comes... Is that how you say her name? To his... Yeah. I. That's funny. Oh, yeah. There's an eye in there. Yeah. Comes to his house. 
because she's the Avon lady. Uh-huh. She's determined to sell Avon calling Avon products to him, and she finds the inventor has died, and that he's in there all by himself. And she's like, she feels bad for him, so she's like, "Come to my house." And yeah. So he goes to her house, and he lives there for a little bit. He accidentally stabs the waterbed, but he, then he makes friends with. He does a lot of hedge cutting. Yeah, he makes, a lot of haircuts. Yep. Yeah. He does hedges first. Yeah. And then he moves on to haircuts and he's mm-hmm. like cutting everybody's hair in the neighborhood. Yeah. And then they're... he cuts the dog's hair too. Houses are like super like cookie cutter, right? At yeah. first. And then by the end of the movie, they're all like painted different colors and stuff. Because... No, they start or out they painted start different out colors. Painted. Yeah. Okay. You're thinking of Pleasantville. Yes. Yeah, so I've never seen that. But... <laughs> no, um... they start out all different like pastel colors, okay. but it's very like suburbia. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because it's just so different from like the big spooky mansion on right. the top of the hill. Yeah. Okay, yeah, and then um, Winona Ryder is in it, and she's, like, Diane Weiss's daughter, and they fall in love or whatever. They're best friends. I don't know yeah, if they're, they're, like, in love particularly. Yeah, they're in friend love, I think. Yeah, they just care about each other a lot. Yeah. And then that's basically it. She's, like, telling the story as an old lady. Yeah. She's using her Winona Ryder fake old lady voice that yeah. I like. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, her, I think it's her boyfriend? Winona Ryder's boyfriend or maybe friend or whatever that try mm. they try to kill Edward. Oh. That's like the big thing I think. Okay. That's the big conflict. Conflict is everybody decides that he does something accidentally happen and everybody's like oh no he's actually dangerous and he gets run out of the yeah because he gets run out of town and he goes back and lives in the attic of the castle for a little bit. Oh yeah. And then they have to go get him. Yeah, something must have happened that they were like, it has to have been his fault. He's dangerous. He's got knives yeah. for hands. I think that he was set up by that oh. like group of uh high schoolers. They drive like either a big van or a big truck. Yeah, are they wearing oh, yeah, letterman and he, jackets? Yeah, and at the end he does end up just living in the castle again by himself, I'm mm-hmm. pretty sure. Does he have hands? No. Does he make a creature? I don't remember. I don't either. I just remember the end was very, like, melancholy. There's not really, like, a happy Oh, ending. yeah. He's, she's just kind of like, I never forgot about him. Yeah. And there might be a snow globe involved. Yeah, because he makes it snow. Yeah. Because there's an ice sculpture. <gasps> yeah. And he, like, of them together. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And it starts snowing. Yeah. And then isn't the kid from Home Alone? Nope. Honey, I Shrunk the Kids in it. Oh, Something that we watched, we were like, this kid is also in this, and he never acted in anything ever again. Oh, I, I can't remember, remember which kid it is, but one of the kids that we've covered so far, who yeah. he was in this, and then that was it. Yeah. And I I think it's the kid from Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. I don't know. Sounds right. But I don't remember. Honey, I cut up the kids. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> Honey, I shredded the kids. <laughs> Honey, I made another kid. And he's not finished. <laughs> like a worm. <laughs> you had one kid. <laughs> now no, not like that. I'm two. Mean, <laughs> Vincent Price was making a kid. Oh. Not like you cut a kid in half. What the fuck? <laughs> no, I have two off brothers. <laughs> God, all right. We should go watch this movie. Yeah, we this probably should. Going off the rails. In the meantime, while we're doing that, you guys should go check out our Patreon. <laughs> Patreon.com. <laughs> Patreon.com slash replay rewind podcast. Got all kinds of cool shit. Check it out. We'll be back. Hold up. 
Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Well, that was a fucking emo movie it is yeah it is i mean yeah it's this you know story of this isolated young man mm. not being able to fit in yeah because he looks weird oh. he's too spooky he is too spooky so and especially if you see and we'll post it in the notes if you see the original tim burton edward scissorhands sketch yeah i mean it's just isn't this the one where the tagline is the story of an uncommonly gentle man? Oh, maybe. I think it is. Well, I will tell you that the IMDb says, An artificial man who was incompletely constructed and has scissors for hands leads a solitary life. Then one day a suburban lady meets him and introduces him to her world. Yep. That's a really long summary for it IMDb. Is. Usually yeah. it's just like one sentence. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, uh, that's what happens. That is what happens. Yeah. <laughs> and it's cute. It's cute for a long time, and then it, like... It gets dark. Gets not cute very fast. Yeah. And then it's over. Yeah. All right, so the opening scene starts with snow. Mm-hmm. There's soft orchestral music playing. Mm-hmm. And it almost sounds like a music box. Yeah. A big, ancient-looking door is opened, uh-huh. and the screen says, Edward Scissorhands. I don't know. And the and the camera is kind of just, like, moving through this big house. Yeah. You know, basically. We're getting a show of just how dusty things can get. You don't keep an eye on them. Yeah. I keep an eye on them, and they still get dusty. Oh, yeah. I know. So it turns out you have to do something about it. Absolutely. You can't just look at it. Yeah, we're just getting the opening credits, seeing some statues, big sweeping staircases. There's a lot of people that I forgot were in this movie. I forgot yeah. Anthony Michael Hall was in it. Yeah. Pretty sure we talked about Robert Oliveri being in it at the top. Oh, did we? Because I had remembered that he was in this. <laughs> yeah, we see a bunch of robots. We see a bunch of steam. Mm-hmm. We see some hands. Yeah, panning in on the hands. Vincent Price's giant face. Yes. He does not look well. I think he's no. dead. <laughs> not sure. He's always looked like that. That is true. <laughs> we also see, a tiny little aside, that the art... Like the special effects and uh-huh. Edward's scissor hands in this movie were created by Stanley Winston. Oh. Who made all the live action dinosaurs in Jurassic Park. Oh. So I just really love. Yeah. Like, that's one of my favorite things about this podcast is that, you know, these names that don't mean anything. When I watched that movie forever ago, I'm just like, wait, I've seen that movie. I've seen that name before. Yeah. And then I go look at him like, we just talked about him right. last week. Well. So, a couple weeks ago. Not for you. Not for you. 
regular ass cheese bags. But if you're one of our patrons, a patron, then you know. We just talked about Jurassic Park, so it's not too late, though. You could go listen to it. It's never too late. So we see a house on a hill. Yeah. As seen from the viewpoint of a nice warm living room. Where Winona Ryder is looking old as hell. Yeah, and she's do. I definitely mentioned this. Yeah. She's doing her like old lady voice, where yes. she's like, "Snuggle in, sweetie. It's a cold one out there." <laughs> you're like, "Aw, you're a little old lady, Winona Ryder." Yeah. So her granddaughter is in bed, and she's asking her grandma where snow comes from, mm-hmm. and she says, "Well, that's a long story, but okay." Yeah, she's just kind of like, "Well, it's a long story. Go to bed." She's like, "But I'm not sleepy. Tell me." And she's like, "Okay." This takes little, very little resistance. Yeah. This little girl's in the biggest bed, too. Yeah. She's just, like, so small in this giant fluffy bed. It <laughs> does know. look very comfy. Yeah, it does. But she says, A long time ago, an inventor lived in the mansion on the hill. He made many things, and he also created a man. Mm-hmm. He gave him a heart and a brain and almost everything, but he died before he could finish him. Yes. The man was left by himself, incomplete and all alone. His name was Edward. Yeah. The little girl's like, he didn't even have a name. She's uh-huh. like, of course he had a name. It's just... It was Eddie Snipsnip. Eddie Snipsnips, they <laughs> call him. So then we see this town from the view of the mansion. Yes. And the town is, like, very colorful, and there's, you know, all these lights, mm-hmm. and then the mansion is not. And then we see from behind this man who is looking out over the town. Yeah. And it's Edward. It is. But he doesn't say anything. He doesn't say Hi, it's me, Edward. But later, like, turns around and goes, "Hi, it's me, <laughs> Edward Scissorhands." I bet you're wondering how I got here. <laughs> well, it's the story of me. He no. just does like a Ferris Bueller <laughs> of himself getting ready for the day. <laughs> you lick your palm. No, don't lick your palms. You'll cut your tongue right off. <laughs> anyway, now it's daytime. Someone is mowing. Mm-hmm. Everyone in the the whole fucking neighborhood has the same exact stucco house. Yes. They're all painted different pastel colors, but they all have, like, tiny windows, and they're all brightly painted. And Yeah. So I was reading about the creation of this neighborhood. Yes, do tell. And they found, like, they didn't build a set. They just went and found this actual neighborhood in Florida. Oh. And then they repainted all the houses. But they did intentionally make the windows smaller yeah. to make it them seem more paranoid. Which okay. I thought was an interesting, you know, they're all, yeah. like... On the surface, you know, they're so kind and they talk to each other, they're, and they're, they but they're like bright and bubbly, out, you know, and they're yeah. like, what are you doing out there? And they had four options for colors of these houses, and those colors were dirty blue, butter, seafoam green, and dirty flesh, which Ugh, is gross. That's what color my <laughs> kitchen used to be. Yes. Ew. Disgusting. Yeah, so they just went through and painted all the houses, made the windows a little smaller. Apparently, some people whose houses they just like set the residents up in like hotels nearby you yeah. know they're just like While they bar filmed. your neighborhood yeah yeah and apparently some people liked the colors and kept them nice which i think is adorable yeah. hopefully they offered to paint them i was back. gonna say yeah <laughs> did they or like give them money for it or whatever yeah yeah so it's a cute very cute i like the, i like all the colors and like the mailboxes yeah. are all these colors too you right. know and their cars are brightly colored everything yeah. is very brightly colored which is fun yeah and you know everybody's going about their day watering the garden hammering on the roof Diane Weist, looking adorable in a pastel purple power suit. Yeah. That was hard to say. And her little pillbox hat. Yeah. Rings a doorbell of a mint green house. Mm-hmm. Or wait, what what kind of green is it? Seafoam green. Seafoam green house. She says, Avon calling. And this woman answers the door. She's got sponge rollers in her hair. She looks very annoyed. She's just like, what? She says, weren't you just here? And yeah. Diane, Peg, 
jumps into her spiel. Yes. Very practiced. And I like that it has hand motions that go with it. I know. You know, she's like, no, not since last season. We've got all these new things, you know, for your shadows, blushes, and lips. You know, <laughs> just like for your new face, keeping you fresh, in, in diving into your new look. And the yeah. lady's just like, oh, my new look, my ever-changing look. That's good. Yeah, that's, that's a good one. Yeah. She's like, but we also have all the tried and trues, you know, the ones that you've come to trust year in and year out and she just kind of keeps going until finally the lady's like you know i never buy anything from you and she's like i know and then they're like bye bye hang up well that's a door <laughs> hang up the door <laughs> what am i supposed to do zipper it up really quick <laughs> Zip, fuck you <laughs> yes in the meantime joyce is smoking that <gasps> should be the fucking tagline of this movie. Yes. <laughs> Joyce is in her house smoking, watching a man fix her dishwasher. Mm-hmm. And he's like, listen, you could have just fixed this yourself. Yeah. And she says, well, you know what? I get lonely sometimes. I yeah. bet you get lonely sometimes. They say that you plumbers are a lonely bunch. We housewives get lonely, too. It's like, Joyce, stop. Get your boobs off of this man's shoulder. Like, leave <laughs> him alone. trying to fix your dishwasher. Yeah. But then the doorbell rings. Uh-huh. And it's Peg. Yep. Avon calling. Mm-hmm. Joyce is pissed. You're right. Because she's like, can't you see there's a vehicle in my driveway? Why, Peg, have you gone blind? <laughs> Don't you know that means I'm busy? Mm-hmm. She's like tapping her nails on the door impatiently. Yeah. Her nails are so long. Yeah. I don't know how she gets anything done. Too. And she just like, the way she touches things in the movie makes me uncomfortable. She makes me uncomfortable. Her whole character... Now we see Peg in some teenage girl's bedroom and she's like painting her toenails while they talk about lipstick colors. And she's like, oh, I thought both of these looked really good on you. Which one did you want to pick? And the girl's like, I liked them both. And she's like, great. But then the girl's like, you don't actually think I have any money, do you? And Peg's just like. (sighs) I know. This is what happens when you join an MLM. I know it. That's why they're illegal. Yep. They're bad for you. Yeah. She she leaves that house and she's walking down the street. She looks in someone's window Mm -hmm. and sees her playing the organ. Yeah. And it's just like, nah. Nah, Not (laughs) even gonna. Shakes her head and keeps going. Knock on that door. Yeah. So this lady is, I'm not sure how you say her name, because it's O hyphen L-A-N. Yeah. So like Olan? I guess. Olan? Yeah. It's Olan Jones, who was in Beethoven. She's the biker lady. Yeah. That gets peed on. Yeah. Yeah. Who wants a mean junkyard dog. And I, for some reason, I think when I was a kid, someone told me like, oh, that's Tim Burton's like real life partner yeah and so i had like internalized that and so i was like isn't she married to tim burton i looked up she's not she's not in any way related to tim burton yeah she's just in this movie um she was married to sam shepherd for a little bit who was also married to jessica lang and then a couple years ago when sam shepherd died jessica lang was in town at the whole foods i worked at yeah and she bought a key lime pie but she looked very sad (laughs) so i did not bother her i just sold her a key lime pie. i thought you were gonna say when sam shepherd died jessica lang and olin jones got married oh yeah no (laughs) i don't think so maybe they're friends let us know if you know yeah i didn't know that you had met jessica lang though that's cool i did yes yeah i wish it had been under better circumstances right yeah should have just given her your card right be like hey when you're not sad yeah text me i don't know why because you're jessica lang (laughs) (laughs) i don't know what i have to say to you but you're cool so anyway there's peg yeah not having a good day no she's just sitting in her car being frustrated yeah and in her side view mirror she spies the haunted mansion on the hill mm-hmm. that mountain is ominous yes and downright looming i, I would know. say i get that is an accurate description it is just like yeah over the whole town yeah and just, yeah like kind of you know the same way that that one mountain and 
Nightmare Before Christmas, like curls. It just, yeah, yeah it has it this, like feels like that. Yeah, 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 kind of hunched. Yeah, looming. Absolutely. I do know though that the mountain and mansion that she's looking at in her side view mirror in this shot is like a model and yeah. it's like three feet tall. It's like ee, ee, she's just like looking at it. Like Does somebody have that? Which oh, I'm sure it's That's in, cool. It's got to be in Tim Burton's house. Like yeah. I can't imagine that anyone else has it. True, but. She looks at it and she's like, you know what? Fuck it. So she makes her way up the hill to the house. Yeah. And there's a big old gate. It's got lots of scary carvings all over it, but Mm -hmm. the gate isn't even locked. Nope. So she just goes in. It's just partially open. She kind of squeezes her way in there. Yeah. But once she gets inside the courtyard, it's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Flowers are all blooming. Everything is green and lovely and there are hedge animals. Yeah. Yeah. They look really cool. There's a giant hedge sculpture of a hand. Yeah. I imagine this is what the inside of Tim Burton's brain looks like. Mm-hmm. It's somehow loopy and angular and whimsical and goth all at once. Yes. It is both whimsical and grim. It is grimsical, if you will. Ugh, I won't. <laughs> 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 so Peg starts walking through this giant, empty, dusty mm. mansion. Yeah. And going, hello. <laughs> Just like the way she says hello is so cute. She's adorable. I know. So she like... You know, she knocks on the door. Nobody answers. She tries it. Oh, it's unlocked. I guess we'll just go in. Starts wandering around. It's a huge house, but yeah, the whole thing just looks like it was just poured from concrete. Yeah, it looks very cold. Yeah, super drafty. Yeah. Like, there's not really any furniture. There's nothing, you know, hanging on the walls. Like, there is nothing in this house. It's just concrete. Yeah. She's kind of walking through. Hello? Avon calling. (laughs) And we see, like, this like really ancient dusty looking workshop but nothing's going on with it nothing's moving or making noises so all she hears is this like blades snipping noise and she follows the sound up this giant staircase and walks into a huge room Mm -hmm. she's like apologizing on her way up i'm sorry for just barging in like this but the door was open hello hello who's there and it's just like oh my god i just want to hug you also lady this seems dangerous yeah you know she's unarmed wandering to a house? Yeah. You like don't know that. what's going on up there. And you hear blades. <laughs> like, anyway. You just got so, like, northern for a second. Sorry. You don't I know lo- what's going on up there. You don't, you have no idea what's going on in that house. You just go <laughs> wandering in. You call that unharmed? Yeah, barged right in. <laughs> okay, locked or unlocked, the door was closed. Anyway. <laughs> so, <laughs> she goes into this one, like, big, like, attic-y looking room. A huge chunk of the roof is missing. There's nothing in it except for one bed inside of the fireplace. Yeah. And she's like looking around and it's surrounded, like the wall behind it is surrounded by just like magazine clippings of just like just normal. very everyday things. Yeah, just normal things, normal people. Yeah. Yeah. There's a couple things about hands. Yeah. But like, it's just very, yeah, nothing. It's not like. You know, yeah. a bunch of murders that, you no, know, you're just yeah. like, oh, Or even this a is... bunch of the same thing. It's mostly yeah. just, like, a lot of normal life stuff. Right. Pictures of people with their eyeballs scratched out. Like, I mean, it's just very, like, cute. Yeah. Dainty. Yeah. Quaint. Quainty. <laughs> if we're doing this. <laughs> That's the kind of day we're having. <laughs> so Peg is investigating, and she hears a faint snipping. <laughs> so she turns around at this noise and sees someone crouched in the most distant corner. Mm-hmm. He's in the shadows, but you can tell that his hands look too shiny. Right. And there is something weird about this dude. Yeah. But uh, everything. <laughs> positive Peg uh-huh. <laughs> remains eternally cheerful. And she yeah. just says, 
Hello! Yeah. <laughs> Why are you hiding back there? In her nicest Avon voice. Mm-hmm. And she approaches Edward and she tries to explain who she is. She's yeah. Like, I'm not trying to scare right, you. I'm your local Avon representative. Yeah. The door was open. Yes. Are you okay? Are you here all by yourself? Mm-hmm. And he, Edward stands up and starts to walk towards her. And as he gets closer, she can see that his hands are looking sharp. Yes. And the music gets ominous. Yes. And she's backing away, scared. Yeah. She's just like, oh, I'm, I'm so sorry to have disturbed you. I'll just be going now. And just kind of like, mm-hmm. but he very softly just says, don't go. Yeah. Don't go. And she's just like, oh, did you cry? I did not. <laughs> Too soon. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, but he gets close enough to Peg for her to see that his hands are uh, just made of scissors. Mm-hmm. If you're surprised at this, maybe drink more orange juice. Or whatever is good for your memory. What is what is it? Vitamin C? Ginkgo? The, biloba? Ginkgo, yeah. What, bologna? surprised that his hands are made of scissors? Garlic bologna. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's what it is. Yes, take more garlic bologna for your memory. I just mean, you know, if... If we were here recording this podcast and we were like, wow, I can't remember what Edward Scissorhands is about. Didn't even remember that his hands were made of scissors. Oh, yeah. That's that's just reading comprehension. That's not even memory. Right. <laughs> at that point. Edward yeah. Scissorhands? What could that be? <laughs> He's got guns for feet. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. But so, you know, she's she goes from, like, scared for herself to concerned for this man. And yeah. she's like, what happened to you? And he... Holds them out very close to her face. Yeah. And she's like, whoa. But he says, I'm not finished. Yeah. And she's like, okay, pal. <laughs> okay, buddy. Let's just let's just keep those razor paws in your personal space. <laughs> right. And I will stay over here. Yes. He is dressed. Let's describe. Yes. How Edward is dressed. He's dressed like he went out to see Nine Inch Nails play. Four years ago, accidentally mm-hmm. got lost, died on his way home, but nobody told him he's supposed to be dead. So he's yeah. just wandering around, getting his hair tangled in cotton stuff. Yes. <laughs> he has far too many buckles yes. for one outfit. Mm-hmm. And it's like sewn, it looks like it's sewn on to him, basically. Yeah. I, th- I think it's holding him together. Yeah. Probably. And yeah, buck- a lot yeah, of belts and buckles and shiny leather. leather and yeah, looks very tight. It goes all the way up to his neck. Mm-hmm. His hair, well, he just looks like Robert Smith yes. in the hair department. Yeah, which actually he was modeled after Robert Smith. He would so. have to be, or Robert Smith modeled himself after Edward <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Robert Smith is like, hang on, I'm pretty familiar there. <laughs> which but... came first, the Robert or the Edward? <laughs> <laughs> so at this point, Peg is like. Oh, shit, those are your hands. Yeah. Except she doesn't say shit, because she's nice. Never. But she has a lot of questions. What happened to you? Where are your parents? Your mother? Your father? Yeah. Edward just says he didn't wake up. And then she realizes that he's all alone up there. Yeah. And he's got some, like, wounds on his face. Yeah. Where he's accidentally cut himself, so she offers to clean them with some astringent, and she's just, like, smiling and being very comforting and Mm -hmm. loving, and I just love her. I know. It's so very cute. I forget sometimes that johnny depp was ever like a young man yeah and he didn't go from like 16 in nightmare on elm street yeah to like 40 yeah because <laughs> i'm like oh yeah there was like an in-between time in between where he got older one day at a time like everybody does i think it was just crybaby and edward scissorhands and yeah. then he was 45 that was it yeah yep 
think. He's 27 in this movie. So yeah. He wasn't even as young oh. as I thought he was. And what's he in Gilbert Grape? He's younger than that. Yeah, that's true. But I haven't seen that. So it escapes my mind sometimes. Yeah, that's So I'm like, of the things that I've seen, he yeah. just went from like 16 to 30. I'm like, what do you mean he was 20 at one point? Yeah. He's still, I mean, they, they made him up real good. He looks young. Oh, for sure. Yeah. But she says, what's your name? And he says, Edward. And she says, I think you should just come home with me. Yes. So then they're riding in the car together and Edward looks so happy. I He's know. just smiling and the wind is blowing through his hair. <laughs> I know. His nest that he has on top of his head. And Peg is like smiling back at him. And it's just so cute because she's just like so she sees how happy that yeah, he is. You yeah. know, it's a big risk that she's taking, but he's so happy. And so she's like, oh my gosh, you know, it's yeah. just nice to She basically to see. just rescued a puppy. Yeah. You know, like when yeah. you see those videos of like, this dog just got out of the pound. Yeah. That's what he it's looks like. He's never seen the sun before. Yeah. And it's just like, yeah. And he, tr- he tries to point at something. Yeah. And nearly takes her face off. Yeah. And he's like, oh, you know, pulls his hands back into him. So he's like, oh, I'm so sorry. And she's like, no, you're allowed to be excited. Yeah. You get excited about whatever you want. You look at whatever you want. You have the best time. And it is so cute. He tries to, like, look at something on his side of the car and his window is rolled up. Yeah. And he hits his head. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's so cute. Precious. But. but. <laughs> but no good deed goes unpunished. Sure. And as Peg is driving through town, well, just driving through the neighborhood, not even a fucking town. Right. All the women are looking out their windows, mm-hmm. gossiping, because they're mm-hmm. like, oh, there's a strange person in Peg's car, and I gotta call everybody. Yep. We see a lady with very big hair who is called Helen, the woman that we met earlier with the rollers in her hair. Yep. And she's like, I was outside talking to Carol, and I saw Peg drive by with someone in her car. Did she say anything about having a guest? Right. And they're like, okay, we'll meet on the corner. Yeah. And then... Which, I don't know why. They could just keep talking. But... Well, because they all want to talk at once. Oh, it's they can't do three-way, five-way right. calling. Yeah, there's yeah. like six of them, you know. So she's like, okay. And then we see Helen tries to call someone else, but it's busy. She's like, damn. She's so funny. Because yeah. she's like, she's trying, like this actress is trying her best to be like this type of lady. Yeah. But she's just like, kind of not. Right. I, lo- I love her. Yeah. Yeah. She's a little bit brusque. So Peg and Edward have arrived back to Peg's house. Mm-hmm. And he, she tells him to make himself right at home. Yeah. Which he doesn't know what that means, but it's very nice. <laughs> She's like, anything you want to eat, anything you want to drink, just like grab it. It's fine. You yeah. Know, just just go for it. Just snip it. And then we then we see another lady in a floral shirt has called Joyce, the lady who was harassing the dishwasher repairman. And she says, I just saw Peg driving with a very pale man. <laughs> and so they also agree to meet on the corner. Yeah. And Joyce like runs to her closet for a little bit and pulls some stuff out and then thinks the better of it. Yeah. She's like, I'm going to change clothes, but then she doesn't. Yeah. Then she doesn't. So anyway. Yeah. Then we go back to Peg's Peg Boggs's house, mm-hmm. and Edward is there, and this just the house makes him smile. I and know. He's like looking around it, he's probably excited that there's like carpet and it's cozy. Yeah. And the ceiling isn't twenty five feet high. A couch. Yeah. Soft things. Right. Yeah. Peg Ooh. gives him a tour and is showing him the pictures of her family, including her daughter Kim and her big orange hair. Yeah, she's got like very brassy blonde yeah. hair. I do love that Peg is just talking to Edward like he understands literally anything about normal life. You I know? know. She kind of tries to, because she's like, oh, that yeah, that's when they went bowling. Do you, do you understand bowling? Bowling? 
And then she's like, nah, fuck it. I'll just tell him, you know, because she's like, there's Kim. There's her yeah. you know, with her boyfriend getting ready for prom. And it's just like, he doesn't know what a prom is. She's in is. high school, you know, and now she's out camping. Yeah. Oh, that's a picture from prom. Right. I'm like, he, he has no idea what we're talking about. None of these things. He but lives you know what? in an attic. That's how you learn. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Immersion. Exactly. <laughs> so she's like, I think I have a set of, an old set of Bill's clothes around here somewhere. Goes into a closet, reaches one hand in, pulls out a perfectly stacked yeah. outfit, tie, and suspenders included, which is very cute. But so she gives it to him and she's like, all right, you put these on. This is Kim's room. You can change in here. Yeah. I'm going to go. The phone's ringing. She's like, I'm going to go answer it. And he, we see Edward, like, in Kim's room, and Kim, in typical teenage girl fashion, has, like, all these things cut out of magazines taped around her mirror, and he's yeah. looking at all of them, and then sees his own reflection, and is kind of like, whoop! Yeah, he does a little, like, ah! Because, <laughs> I mean, when's the last time, if ever, you know, he saw his own face? Yeah. In a long time. Yeah. And then he he's like pokes himself. Yeah. And he pokes his reflection with one of his scissors, like, tap, 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 and then touches his own face, cuts his face again. Yeah. Which I'm like, Poor how buddy. have you not yet learned to not do that yeah i mean we don't get any explanation you know of how long he's been up there I mean, how many times do you cut yourself in the face before you go don't touch i don't know what his brain is like yeah that's fair <laughs> he goes over to the bed he like realizes it's a water bed and he pokes it and of course it <laughs> springs a leak and he's yeah. like oh shit so he just puts a stuffed animal on it and calls it a day yeah walks away from that he's like, oh, this is now fun. it's time to get dressed yeah the way he puts the pants on is so funny he like drops them on the floor <laughs> yeah and then like wiggles and like the camera doesn't move right he just like go like gets smaller on the screen <laughs> basically he just shimmies downward yeah. out of frame <laughs> yeah and then we see him like struggling to kick his legs through it and then he shimmies back up into frame yeah. and he's like did it i did it <laughs> yeah so he's just putting these pants on over his like leather skin i'm yeah. pretty sure that's just his skin i think so yeah i think it is holding all of his organs in there yeah so Peg is on the phone with marge she's explaining the situation a little bit but she says mm-hmm. i gotta go i'll talk to you later and as she's trying to walk away the phone rings immediately again and she yeah. just goes over and mutes up yeah so she goes to find edward and he is just like stuck inside the shirt yes like, cannot get it on no so she's like here let me help you and then she, he, he says thank you he has the tiniest little voice and she cleans up his face where he cut himself she helps him get get dressed and then shows him himself in the full-length mirror yeah and he looks like very pleased yeah but then he goes to like snap his suspenders and just cuts one of them yep his pants immediately start falling off i know let me see the girls are gathering Uh so they're all in the corner helen has forgotten one roller in her head and we see olin uh, Esmeralda is her name. Yeah, is watching suspiciously from inside of her house. Yeah, I, I feel like I can smell her house. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Then we cut back to Peg, who is helping Edward. She's sewing up his shirt, and she's like safety pin his suspenders back together, which looks cool as hell, by the way. It really does. Yeah. And she, you know, she's like, "Oh, where are those scissors? Oh, Edward." would you help me and he's just like yeah cuts a thread for her and it's just like god they're just so adorable and she's like you know i think i have i think i can help you with the scars on your face also i know a doctor who might be able to help you with your hands no and And he looks like like, great yeah hopeful about it yeah she's like but before i tackle your face i want to consult the big avon handbook yeah don't tackle my face please (laughs) 
Yeah, it's getting dark now, and mm-hmm. the ladies are still just gathered on the corner gossiping, but the husbands have arrived, so it's time to run off back home. Yep. All their cars pull into the neighborhood at the same time. Yeah. I know, like, where, were they all at, they're all at their nine to fives? They all I get guess. off at the same time. They get home at the same time. They all work at the same place. Yeah, it's a little bit Stepford Wives. Yeah. So we go to dinner, where Edward is attempting to pick up a fork. Yeah. And we get Robert Oliveri playing Kevin. Yes. And Alan Arkin playing Bill. Mm-hmm. And they're just staring at him intently. Yeah. And Peg is like, Kevin, don't stare at him. And Kevin's just like, how? <laughs> yes. How do I not stare at this? Mo- Look at it, mother. No. But she's like, leave him alone. And Bill, I do like Bill. Yeah. I mean, he's clueless, but right. I, you know, he could have very easily been like, you don't get to bring this man into my home. Look at him. He has knives for hands. You know, how right. do I, I got to protect he just my family. tries to have like normal small talk with him. Yeah. He's yeah. just like, wow, Ed, this, you know, this must be a huge change for you. Must, must have been crazy living up. How long were you living up there in the house all by yourself? You know, yeah, what do you what? do up there? Like, how's the view? How's the view? But <laughs> he keeps calling him Ed yeah. and Peg keeps being like, Edward. And then Edward is like, what? What? She's like, no, not you, dear. <laughs> So, and we see the food, too, is, like, all very brightly colored. Yeah. It's clearly, like, been frozen. You know, it's it's just very, like, I know it was set in the 90s, but everything feels very 50s. Yes. The way that they're dressed, the way that their house looks, the way that they're just eating, like, frozen food. You mm-hmm. know, it's just, it's all, they have, like, butter and white bread. Like, it's just very 50s. Yeah, and poor Edward is trying to pick up a single pea. I know. I do want to know how he's been eating this whole time. Yeah. Does he eat? Does he have to eat? Is he just a machine so he doesn't have to eat and he's just doing it oh, to yeah, be... I he... mean, we guess we don't actually ever see him eat anything. Do well, we? well yeah. we do at the barbecue. Yeah. Um, he ends up eating some potatoes, I think, at this dinner, too. Yeah. So. I don't know if he has to or if he's just doing it for fun. Oh, maybe. Is it fun? If it can't leave? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Kevin then asks if he can take Edward to show and tell on Monday. Yeah. Which is like, no. He's a man. <laughs> That's rude. Kind of. I know at this point I was like, man, I feel like it would be better for him to just have no hands. Like just just end at stumps, at the wrists. Yes. Rather than have these giant oh, absolutely. lethal weapons for hands that you can poke your own eye out with at any time. Yeah, or accidentally like kill someone or, yeah, you know, any number of terrible things could happen. I know. So he's being put to bed. More like bedward scissor hands, am I right? But yes, he's going to bed, he's got pajamas on, Peg is tucking him in, and it's very sweet. Yeah. Although the room would probably, the bed would at least be wet. Yeah. Because he poked a hole in it earlier. He's gonna wake up soaked. Like, yeah. he's laying on top of the hole that he created now, so it's just gonna soak into his pajamas. Yeah. How did people sleep on waterbeds? Because he's just sitting there and it just like is sloshing around. And I'm like, I would get motion sick. Yeah. I, I don't couldn't know. do they're, it. They're kind of relaxing. No. <laughs> then the next morning we see all the husbands are leaving in their colorful cars. Yes. And Peg has redressed Edward and now has his hair in a little clip. Yeah. So it's all pulled away from his face. Yeah. And she's like trying to put makeup on to cover up his scars. And she's like, okay. Your complexion is so light, I'm not really sure what to do about it, Mm. but this has, like, a lavender tint to it, so maybe that'll help even you out, and she's, like, putting it on his face, and then we cut to him, and he just looks purple. He's just purple, and his scars are, like, even more obvious, and, like, stand out even worse. Yeah. And then she's like, hmm, I have another idea. 
we'll cover up the scars and start with a completely smooth surface. And then she starts aggressively mixing something that sounds like fucking spackle. Yeah, she like holds it up to her face and it's like, and it's just like so thick sounding. (laughs) And she is slapping it on his face. He's sitting there very patiently and very like, yeah, unmovingly. Yeah. And she's just like, clap, 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 clap. And she goes, darn this stuff. (laughs) And then we cut to Bill, who is outside trimming the hedges like one leaf at a time. Yeah, he's not paying attention. While Kevin and his friend who are up in a treehouse are listening to a baseball game on the radio. Mm -hmm. And Bill is much more interested in the baseball than the hedges. Sure. Edward wanders out. His face is normal again. (laughs) And sees Bill trimming the hedge. And so he starts, like, trimming another tentatively at first was like snip yeah snip 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 snip, snip, snip. yeah he starts really getting into it (laughs) yeah he gains more and more momentum until it becomes a fucking t-rex yeah and at the same time as the reveal of the t-rex the crowd on the baseball game on the radio goes wild yes very cute yeah Peg, in the meantime, is checking the messages on her phone in her bedroom and it's just like, they filled the whole tape? <laughs> and it's just all the neighborhood ladies you'd be like, Peg, what's going on over there? Peg, what are you doing? You know, Peg, fill us in. Edward, meanwhile, Edward, meanwhile, has made the Boggs family out of the other hedge. More like Hedgeward scissor hands, am I right? <laughs> so Peg comes out to yeah. see the hedges. Yeah. And is just so pleased. I know. She's like, you, Edward, it's us. Bill, he made us. And Bill's like, yep, look at that. What do you know about it? <laughs> Who He has, meantime, moved to, like, a lawn chair. He's got a TV outside. He's watching bowling on the TV. He I love, like, not watching attention. the TV outside culture. Yes. I love it. Yeah. It's just like, I'm going to do it out there. Meanwhile. It's nice out. Uh-huh. Esmeralda has come to yes. yell at Edward. Yes. And tell him that he's straight from hell. I know. She says, have you sheep strayed so far from the path? he like walks up to her a little bit and he says we're not cheap and he looks so sad in his clothes that are too big i know at this point i was like does he have like what like 50 words in this movie yeah he has 169 nice that's it so bill's like edward don't worry about her she's a nut you know don't let her get you down just, I know. just ignore her it does make me a little sad though that like bill and peg just stand there while she does that yeah you know they don't say anything to her yeah but here come the neighbors mm-hmm. hello neighbors calling peg answers the door to find the entire neighborhood ladies group it's on her porch. Yep. Yeah. Joyce is taking up the whole door frame, leaning on it. And she's mm. like, y'all have been hiding Edward. And I think that that is very selfish of you. Yeah. She's to share your very interesting guest with us. Like, yeah. My life is so boring. Please help. Even the dishwasher repairman won't blink me. Mm-hmm. Well, did you find out if he was interested first? No, she just put her boob on his shoulder. I know. <laughs> hey, check this out. What? <laughs> <laughs> what? But Peg's like, I mean, like, it's been kind of crazy around here. You know how it is. You know, there's just so much going on with the house. and the <laughs> Plus, there's a strange man living in our house. Right. And Joyce is like, well, it's so nice of you to want to correct the situation. What time did you say the barbecue was? And Peg's just like, uh, the uh, barbecue? I'm sorry, what? But she's like, well, I mean, you wouldn't want to be rude yeah. to your guest. Right, yeah. And deny us all this hospitality. And Peg's just like, uh, she, of course, does not want to be no, rude. No, she's like, Bill! The last thing that she wants. Right. So she's just like, Kay! Yeah, she's yelling for Bill when at the same time, fucking Esmeralda walks into frame mm-hmm. in the yard and starts screaming, he has been sent first to tempt you! Mm-hmm. Into what? Mm, temptation. <laughs> Cutting the hedges? Satan. 
Oh, Satan. Just, and just Satan. Scissors. Yeah. What? Yeah. Anyway, yeah, Esmeralda's like, you gotta push him away from you. Expel him. Trample down the perversion of nature. Mm-hmm. They all just kind of stare at her and they're like, anyway. You said five? Five. Five o'clock. All right, we'll be back. Bye. Bye. Peg's just like, no. <laughs> but there they are. They're having a barbecue. I guess so. Yep. Yeah, Edward is in the kitchen helping Peg get ready for this barbecue. He's uh, chopping a head of lettuce. More like Shredward scissor hands, am I right? <laughs> Boo! <laughs> Peg is just chatting with him happily. She starts scooping all the lettuce into a bowl. Yeah. She's like, oh, we're gonna have lettuce for weeks or something, because he chops up the whole fucking head. Yeah. Um, and then he accidentally cuts himself again, so she's like cleaning that up. And then she is like, oh, you're nervous because, you know, you're about to meet a bunch of people. And she's right. like, there's nothing to worry about. Esmeralda won't be there. And uh-huh. the rest of the neighbors are really nice and excited to meet you. So just be your own sweet self. Yeah. He goes, myself? Yeah. She's like, yeah. Yeah. And she, as she's saying all of this, she sticks a can into the electric can opener. And he is staring at it because it's like triggered a flashback. Yeah. And we see back in the mansion where there's a series of machines that are making cookies in the most ineffective way. Yes. Like, it's cute, but there's just, like, kind of man-shaped machines that are going up and down with cookie cutters for feet, and I'm yeah. like, that absolutely would not work, but it's fine. Yeah. And so no. we see the inventor come out in his little robe and his cane, and he's just looking very Vincent Price. <laughs> his little mustache. I just right. love him so much. Yeah. He's just Vincent Price, yeah. Yeah. He's following the process along, and he is delighted. And, like, perfectly baked cookies are that are stars and, you know, all these things are coming out the other side. Yeah. And he picks up a heart-shaped one, and then he kind of holds it up to one of these man-shaped machines, and you can see, like, this curious look coming across his mm, face. What if I put this cookie <laughs> in this machine? Into that machine. Hmm, what if I put it into this man? <laughs> That was so bad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, except for it's Vincent Price, so it'd be more like, mm-hmm, yes. <laughs> oh, that was really good. Thank you. Anyway, back at the barbecue. Everyone is being pretty nice to Edward. Yeah. The kids want him to play rock, paper, scissors, but they keep calling it... Scissors, paper, stone. Yeah, which is not easy no, to say. Yeah. A man tells him that he has a doctor friend who could probably fix his hands, which is a running theme. I know, and it makes me sad that yeah. everybody's like, oh, I could help. And he's like, please do. And they're like, just kidding. They never follow up on yeah. it. Yeah. A bunch of people are admiring the Hedge family. Right. Peg's like, isn't it nice? It's a divorce. He just did it with his, you know, just with his hands. Snip, snip, snip right away. And it's just like, oh, it's just cute. Yeah. You know, that they're all like, I mean, you know, surface level nice, at least. Like, nobody's really trying to understand him. But yeah. Yeah, they're but also they're being not, welcoming. Yeah, they're yeah. being welcome. They're not, like, screaming at him that he's a freak. Just the one lady. Yeah. There's always one. Right. So Joyce shows up with her husband, Mike. Mike is very obnoxious. Mm-hmm. He introduces himself and, like, puts a hand out to shake, but then Edward goes to grab it, and he's like, whoa! Pulls it back. Yeah. He's like, that's some grip you got there, buddy. Uh-huh. But even still, I mean, you know. Yeah. Being nice. Being yeah. friendly. Yeah, Peg checks up on Edward to make sure he doesn't need anything. Yeah. But he is, in fact, hungry. Yeah. Yeah. So she feeds him a cracker. I know. Which is sweet. Because he's standing over by the grill. He has uh, food on his snips. Mm-hmm. 
He's a grillin'. Mm-hmm. The ladies are all standing around talking about Edward. Surprise. Mm-hmm. And Joyce is being extra weird about it. Surprise. Right. And she says, I wonder if those hands are hot or cold. Yeah. And just imagine what a single snip could do. <sighs> or undo. No, oh, Helen says, or undo. And they're all like, ha ha ha. But Joyce is just like, <sighs> uh, like, that. It's like stop it. Yeah. Stop it. Joyce, stop. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Mike walks over and invites Edward to their Friday night card game. He's like, would you yeah. like that? And Edward's like, yeah. And he's like, all right, great. Only thing is you can't cut. <laughs> and it's just like, wait, are they making fun of him? Yeah. Is he, he invited? Yeah. Even Edward looks like he laughs, but he's like, am I being made fun of? You yeah. Know, you can just tell he's just like, this is so much. And I don't know what these people are talking about. This right. is not my world. Yeah. At all. Yeah. So there he is grilling, making some kebabs, uh-huh. grilling some hot dogs. An old man comes up to him and gives him this little spiel about, like, you know what? I also have a problem. Yeah. One of my legs is totally numb from some shrapnel. Yeah. Like, knocks on his leg. Yeah. So don't let anyone tell you you have a disability. Right. But in the middle of this, Joyce has to fucking come over Ugh. to flirt with him. I noticed that you have not even tried my ambrosia salad that I made specially for you. Yeah, she's got a big old spoonful of it. Yeah, it's like a serving spoon. <laughs> yeah. She puts it in his mouth. Yeah. And he's like, oh, girl. <laughs> okay. And then all the other ladies come over and they're like, oh, you should try this. It's my grandmother's recipe. Oh, you should try this. And they're all feeding him. Yeah. More like Fedward scissor hands. <laughs> am I right? God. <laughs> Helen is the only one who has any sense. She does interrupt and say, oh, let him chew for God's sakes. Yes. But they're complimenting him on his topiary skills. And they're like, ooh, come cut my hedges, you know. Mm-hmm. And Joyce says, sorry, ladies, but he's promised to do my house first, haven't you, Eddie? Yeah, he just kind of looks at her and goes, mm-hmm. <sighs> so uncomfy. And then Bill comes over in the middle of all this. He still has his mouth full. Yeah. Bill says, all right, everyone, grab your plate. Soup's on. Yeah, he holds Edward's hands above his head and goes, soup's on. And Edward says, I thought it was shish kebab. <laughs> what? I was like, what? I thought it was shish kebab. <laughs> It is. It's an expression about the soup. Yeah. That's an expression. So they had to, like, that scene where everyone is feeding him took, like, six takes. Aw. And Johnny Depp said that afterwards he had to go throw up. Like, he was so sick from, like, people just putting all these different foods into his body. Like, ugh. I imagine. Especially, like, all those, like, squishy Oh, yeah. And I'm sure there's a lot of, like casseroles yeah and, i mean ambrosia salad is what like whipped cream and marshmallows and fruit and jello and like yeah. ugh, so much so it's nighttime mm-hmm. we hear a voiceover of vincent price while we see the interior of the mansion and yeah. the plans for a man yeah the inventor is teaching someone about tea etiquette uh-huh He's like, should you stand up when you get your tea can you take sugar with your fingers can you accept a second cup <laughs> Yes, and we see that Edward is half finished at this point. Like, his his upper torso is just on the table. And his legs are there, but they're not connected to him yet. Yeah, they're just in front of him. Yeah. On the table, like, like on their side. It looks like he's doing the most uncomfortable, like, crisscross applesauce. Like, he took his yeah. legs off to do it, basically. Yes. Yeah. But his skin is un- unblemished, and his hair is beautifully combed. Yeah. And the inventor is reading to him from a book of etiquette. Yeah. Yeah, he's like, well, we wouldn't want to do that. That would cause humiliation and discomfort. <laughs> he did that so well. It just sounds like Radigan to me. Like, well, I yeah. Yeah, I can't yeah. unhear it. But he's like, alright, this is boring. We should, we're, maybe we should read some poetry. Yeah. 
Yeah, and he reads a little limerick. Mm-hmm. And Edward cracks like the tiniest smile. And he's like, that's right. Go ahead. Smile. It's funny. Yeah. And so they're like, and he gives him the, just like a grimace it's of like, a smile. Or yeah, he's, he's like, like practicing. Look at my teeth. Uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, him is home. Mm-hmm. We're 40 minutes into the movie and she's finally here. Finally see Winona Ryder. Woo! Yeah. Well, that's not true. We saw her 10 seconds in, but... Well, her picture. Yeah. Well, her, her old lady self. Right. And then we saw her picture. But now she's here. Yeah, she's here. Right. So a giant flame-covered van has pulled up. Even the flames have flames. <laughs> a bunch of teens pile out, including Kim and her stupid boyfriend, Jim. Ugh. I know, it took me so long to remember that it was Kim and Jim. I hate I know, that. I do, too. But played by Brian Johnson. Yeah. Well, Anthony Michael Hall, but Brian Johnson. Yeah. In The Breakfast Club. Right. But he has... He's all tall. Grown up and just buff. looks... I mean, he's scowling buff. the whole movie. Yeah. He's angry. Yeah. But he Jim is saying to Kim, I might have to sleep in your yard because my parents have probably already set the alarm. Mm-hmm. And she's like, well, maybe you should have called to tell them you were coming home early. Yeah. Which is ironic because she's the one who should have called because there's a very pointy surprise in her bed. Yes. But I guess this is like the setup for us knowing what's right. about to happen. We're like, oh no. Because they're discussing coming home early. Yeah. Yeah. But he's like, I mean, you didn't call ahead either. And she's like, yeah, but my parents don't keep the house locked down yeah. like a museum, you know, like I'll be fine. They don't run it like a prison state. That's what she says. Anyway, she heads home. She gets inside quietly. She's making her way to her room where Edward is just laying there, still awake. He's got the covers pulled up. And yeah. He's just like, got his hands out. He's just like Wayne in the hot tub. <laughs> and he's like watching her, but he doesn't say anything. And she starts getting undressed, which I was like, oh no. But, yeah. you know, she only takes her outer layers off. She's right. still fully clothed. Yeah. But he looks so uncomfortable. Yeah, he's, he's clearly just like, I don't know what to do in this situation. Yeah, he's not trying to be creepy. He's just no. like, I have talked to one person in my life. I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> right. Yeah, but she is checking her face in the mirror and in the reflection, she sees Edward in her bed and starts screaming. Yes. Which this scares Edward. Yes. And he starts freaking out and stabs a bunch of holes in her bed. Yeah, there's just like water spraying out every which way. Yeah. Do you think Edward actually sleeps? No, I don't think so. They don't show him ever sleeping. I think he just lays in bed because that's, that's what, what he's, he's told su- to do. Supposed to do. Yeah. yeah. That's what everyone else is doing. Yeah. But yeah, Kim runs out into the hallway screaming. There's a man with an axe. He's in my room. He's yeah. gonna kill me, which is what I would think. Yeah. Yeah. He's got all those blades in his hands. Like, if you saw the reflection of Edward Scissorhands in your mirror behind you with no context. No, yeah. I'd be... I would shit. (laughs) I would shit. (laughs) And then I would lay down. (laughs) I would be like, that's fine. Oh, yeah. Screaming out the door. I'd be in the front yard before anybody caught up to me. But so... Edward comes out of the room all wet and he just walks down the hallway with his tiny little steps and while Peg is trying to explain to Kim and then Bill comes running out, grabs Edward, turns him around, takes him down the hallway the other way. Kim's like, there he is. That's the man. But Peg's like, no, 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 no. He's he's fine. He's supposed to be here. It's okay. There's just so much commotion happening. Kevin comes out of his room. Bill's like, get back in your room. He's like, so much is happening. Yeah, it's a lot in the middle of the night. Yeah. Yeah. How do you think Edward Scissorhands wipes his butt? More like Bloodward Scissor Butt. <laughs> Get your own bit. <laughs> scissor butt. <laughs> oh, what a terrible 
<laughs> Sister Bud, take a seat. I cannot. <laughs> I shan't. <laughs> no. That looks like a very nice chair. Oh, God. <laughs> um, I, you know, I don't know. I don't think he does. I don't think he does I either. I think he has a butt. It just worries me with him eating food. Yeah. I can't just stay in there. No. Nope. If he didn't eat food, you know, I'd just be like, oh, yeah, he just doesn't eat or sleep, you know, because right. he's not real. Right. But he's been putting food in himself, and he claims mm-hmm. to be hungry sometimes. Anyway. So we see Bill has wrapped Edward up in a robe and brought him down to the basement where there's, like, a fold-out bed. Yeah. Which is where they should have put him in the first place. Yeah, this I mean, is not made of water. Well, yeah, it's not made of water, so you can't rupture it with your pointy things. But also, like, that was Kim's room. Yeah, it's, it's not like she's off to college. Yeah. She'll be home in a couple days. Yeah. I mean, I guess maybe it's, like, homier, you know, and it's got, you know, so they're like, we're right across the hall if you need us. Yeah. But I mean... But he doesn't know the difference. Yeah. He was living in a concrete mansion. Kim's bedroom. I think it mostly probably was just proximity yeah for like hey we are literally right here yeah but yeah it's kim's room i know they don't know that she's coming home but i mean but she is eventually and like even if she comes home the next day they have to be like oh there's been this man sleeping in your bed right that's weird i know it's yeah it's weird for kim yeah anyway so they're down there and bill pours a drink for both of them yeah there's like a little bar down there yeah and it's clearly you know whiskey or rum something probably whiskey something dark and Edward says, what is it? Bill says, lemonade. Yeah, and then he just immediately starts talking about how teenage girls are hard to deal with. I don't know what it is. They reach a certain age, they develop these gland things, their bodies swell up. Meanwhile, Edward is like trying to pick up his glass. Clink, 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 clink. Just struggling. (laughs) And he just goes, glands? (laughs) While he's still trying to pick up this glass. Yeah, and Bill says, yeah, glands. And then he hands him a straw. Right. Well, he puts the straw in his drink he doesn't yeah. hand it to him and so edward takes a big old sip yeah of the not lemonade yeah and starts making the weirdest noise right well there's like the i'm drinking liquid through a straw noise and then that noise sort of continues it's just like him making the human version of that noise yeah and bill just goes <laughs> good isn't it I do love the trope in a lot of movies of, like, people trying alcohol for the first time and being like, wow, this is terrible. It's yeah. <laughs> not good. Yeah, rather than being like, yeah, kids, drink alcohol. Yeah, just very much like, oof, it's bad. Yeah. Meanwhile, Kim and Peg are upstairs talking about Edward in hushed tones while Peg is setting up Kevin's extra bed so mm-hmm. that Kim can sleep in it. Yeah, he has, like, a pull-out um, bunk bed yeah. kind of thing. And... Peg is like, you gotta have some sympathy for him, you know? Go downstairs and say hello. And Kim's like, sympathy for him, sympathy for me. I came home and there was a man in my bed. Yeah. That's weird enough. Yeah, with knives for hands. He also has knives for hands. Yeah. You know, it's the middle of the night. I'm I'm not expecting this. Yeah. I mean, I can't text her, I guess. True. But Peg is like, come downstairs, say hello to them. So they say hello to him. So they go downstairs and Peg's just like, Edward, this is Kim. Kim, this is Edward. Yeah, but Edward is dying. Having a hard time, yeah. Yeah, he turns around and, like, the straw is still in his mouth. Yeah. And he, he, like, his eyes are red and watery, and then he just falls over on his face. Yeah. And Bill's just standing there with his hand on his face. Unhelpful. I mean, he is checked out Yeah, does not explain what has happened. So then we cut to Joyce. Great. Who's making lemonade. Mm. Like, for real. Yes, like real lemonade, yeah, while Edward is trimming her hedge into two swans a smoochin'. Mm-hmm. 
two swans are smoking. Exactly. And she asks Edward if he's thirsty, and he says yes. <laughs> no, he goes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's cute, because it's like he would not have thought about it yeah. until she asked. And he had to check. And then he's like, oh, let me assess. Yes. Actually, yes. Yeah. So she brings him a glass of lemonade and asks him, would you like some lemonade? And he's like, Le- lemonade? And then he just throws up. <laughs> yeah. And Joyce is just watching him throw up, I guess. Yeah, well, you know. So now we're at school, mm-hmm. where Kevin has indeed brought Edward to show and tell. Yeah, and he he's into it. Yeah, and it, it's really cute. You know, he's, like, excited to be there. He, like, does this pretend ninja thing. Yeah. And then he cuts up, like, some car- construction paper into, like, a string of kids holding hands. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, he doesn't look awkward in, in this at all for the first time. Yeah, it's, Yeah, it's the first time where he looks, like comfortable being around people and he's like these guys think i'm cool yeah you know and it's nice and it's probably also because he has the mind of a person this age that's true yeah emotionally stunted these are my peers yeah and the kids are all delighted with his talents right they're like he's like this is a Ah. thing i can understand not like do you want to come to our poker game or he's like i don't even know what that means right yeah what's a shish kebab you know it's just so much but he's like this i get yes so we see Kim and her friends walking home through the neighborhood, which is just, I mean, every hedge is now like an Edward topiary yeah. animal. Which, a, I mean, it goes really well with the pastel houses, too. Like, yeah. it's cute. Yeah. We see, like, a family of penguins. There's a person running. There's one giant hedge doing the cool guy lean on a roof. But the kids are talking about how they think it's creepy. Well, it's not. No. And then as they're walking, Edward comes out from the backyard like just into the front yard in this yeah. little walk that he does and yeah. says hi to kim and jim and jim like kind of makes fun of her for it yeah and picks her up and is like she's right here for you eddie and they're like giggling and walking away but then marge walks out to edward and is like here don't forget your cookies yeah because he had just like clipped her hedges and she she was paying him with cookies yeah and now it's dinner time mm-hmm Edward is cutting the roast with his scissors. Yeah, he's doing great. Yeah. Kim has a friend over and she's just staring at him. Yeah. Jim is also there. Great. Mm-hmm. I hope they chipped in for dinner. No. <laughs> you bring friends over all the time. Peg is just yammering about somebody getting their house redone. Yeah, the whole kitchen got redone. It's so nice, you know, yeah, the new and dishwasher. Jim's new... parents got some new stuff, so she's asking him about that. Right, and Bill's just like, yep, mm-hmm, yeah. yep, oh, sounds nice. Yeah, and they're talking about, you know, Peg's like, wow, it must be so nice to have that money to spend on all of these things. Yeah. And, you know, Jim is talking about how his dad has all these kinds of cool gadgets, but he's not even allowed to touch them, and he won't even help Jim buy a car. Right. And then this leads Bill... To bring up the fact that Edward is not charging anyone for his gardening skills. Right. Peg's like, well, Marge made him cookies. Well, you can't pay bills with cookies. No. And it's such a, I mean, I don't know if it's a typical dad, but this is a very my dad thing to do. Or it's like, no hobbies, only monetary gain. Right. If you're good at something, you need to make a profit. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, how much time did you spend on that drawing? You should sell it. And I'm like, it was for me. Yeah. I drew it for me. Fun. I'm allowed to have hobbies, actually. Yeah. But you can't buy a car of cookies, can you, Jim? No, sir, you cannot. Nope. Edward is trying to hand out roast slices. Yeah. And Kim's lady friend mm-hmm. 
doesn't want any because <laughs> she's like, I don't think that's sanitary. Yeah, he, I can't. He used his hands. Yeah, and then he tries to give Kim a slice and drops it in her lap somehow. Yeah. And then Jim just laughs. Jim just laughs at her because he's, he's a dick. Ass. He's the worst. Yeah. Dump him. Yes, the whole man. So we see the next day Edward is trimming a hedge into the shape of a dancing lady. Yeah. He finishes and then he sees next to him a very fluffy dog. And again, he does like the one tentative snip. Yeah. And nothing bad happens. Tries it again. Mm-hmm. Does it again. And then just like snip, 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 snip. Fur is flying everywhere. Uh-huh. And we just see. It's such a like fun shot where it's just, you don't see what he's actually working on. You yeah. You just see him standing there, very intent look on his face, scissors flying, and then whatever he's, you know, yeah. dog fur, hedges, whatever. Right. In a cloud around his head. But so then we see the lady is just on the side of the house. She can't see what's happening. She's yeah. watering the grass, hosing off like the house. She's hosing the side of the house. I don't know what yeah, she's supposed she's to be doing. making sure it doesn't get too hot. Maybe that's why my yard is a mess. I haven't you gotta watered hose my down house. house. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And so we can just see like in the distance. We can't see what Edward is doing. We just see fur kind of like flying through the air. But yeah. then the dog runs up to the owner and she loves it. The yeah. dog has a totally new haircut. It's a totally different dog. Totally different dog. Yeah. But now it's... Before, I don't know what kind of... It was just like a shaggy dog. Yeah, it looked like a like a sheep dog. Now it's like a standard poodle. Yes. That's <laughs> huge. But it's just got like circles all over mm-hmm. its body everywhere. But the lady is thrilled. She's like, Alexis, this can't be my Alexis. You're so beautiful. Yeah. And she's like petting the dog all over the place. Yeah. It's a different dog, but it's cool, you know. I mean, all of the hedges that he has trimmed have magically gotten taller, too. It's true. <laughs> so, it's fine. It's fine. But suddenly, everyone uh-huh. in the neighborhood has lined up with their dogs to get their dog's haircut. Yeah. And Peg is tending to everyone in the line, telling them, oh, it'll be just a minute. She's, like, offering people water. Mm-hmm. She's so sweet. She is. All the ladies have giant hair. You know. And you're jealous. Yeah. So, Joyce is first, of course, uh-huh. and Edward is cutting her dog, whose name is Kisses. Yes. Yeah. It's a Yorkie. Yeah. And he has on a, a lab coat. Yeah. And it's really sweet. Yeah. But he looks at the dog's hair for a little bit, and then he does, like, does the thing. He mm-hmm. does, like, little snip. Mm-hmm. Snip, snip. Snip, snip, snip. And then he just, like, goes at it. Then... The dog's breed changes. Yes, we go from a Yorkie to a picking knees, but yes. it's fine. But Joyce loves it. She's just like, oh my god, kisses, look how beautiful you look. Mm-hmm. And then she turns and she says, Edward, I don't suppose you'd ever cut a woman's hair. And then he's like, uh, but she does not wait for an answer. She just takes a chair, walks over, sets it down and sits down in it and is like clearly ready for a haircut. Yeah, it's gross. I know. She's already super horny for it. I know. It's awful but he's like okay so he like turns her head this way and that and she's just like oh <sighs> she's getting all breathy and i'm like lady calm down like this is, people are watching you this is embarrassing yeah she like her toes are curling yeah and i'm like eh. but then he starts cutting yep and she well you know <laughs> <laughs> she's loving it she she's loves having it a great time a little too much but you know her haircut is cute uh-huh even though it's, like, a very unconventional weird haircut, it's cute. Right. And he starts cutting everybody else's hair, too. Yeah, I mean, they're already standing there in line. Yeah. Feel bad for all the dogs who didn't get haircuts. I mean, maybe they did, too. Who knows? We just didn't see them again. That's true. What if the people changed breeds, too, and they got their haircut? 
like, oh, Joyce was a weird, horny bitch, but now she's a nice person. Yeah. We're horny not that bitch lucky. is a breed of person. <laughs> yeah. That's fair. Yeah. What? Yeah. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> Peg is the last person left. Yeah. And she gets a haircut, too. It's yeah. very similar to Joyce's haircut. Very short on one side, sweeping and curling on the other. Yeah. Just flipped the other way. But it's still very cute and flattering. Yes. And then we see Peg on the phone with the head of Avon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're they're back at home. Mm-hmm. She's surrounded by all the different tubs of creams and colors and makeups and everything. Yeah. And Kim comes home while she's on the phone. And she just walks in and says, what happened to your hair? Mm-hmm. And she's like, oh, you know, Edward cut it. Isn't it great? And then Kim leaves. Yep. Thanks, Kim. Yeah. But then we learn that Peg is on the phone with Avon because she's trying to get Edward's face right still, you know, and she's like explaining, well, I'm having a lot of trouble with these products, you know, like I've tried this, I've tried this. I just, I'm just really at a loss here. You know, what do I do? And the head Avon lady tells her, well, have you tried this or have you mixed this in? And she's like, no, I didn't try that. What a great suggestion. Thank you so much. Yeah. And then she hangs up the phone and she tells Edward, you know, I always wanted to talk to her, but I never had a reason. So thank you for giving me a reason. It's very sweet. It is. And then he says, so she had some ideas. And she's like, yeah, yeah, she did. So let's get started. And she, get, she's she got, like, makeup on her face, you know, a little bit. Because she's been working so hard. But yeah. she's like, okay, here we go. And she starts on his face. And she's like, uh-huh. And he goes, mm-hmm. <laughs> and they're just, like, so cute. They are. They're very cute. It. Together. So then Helen is taking Edward to the mall. Yeah. Where outside he sees Kim and Jim hanging out. And he starts to walk towards them, but they climb in their friend's van and take off. Yeah. Before they do that, like, just the way that Kim and Jim interact is just, like, gross and I hate it. Because she's, like, literally hanging off of him. Yeah. I'm just like, yeah. Get a hobby. It's very high school. Yeah. And Helen takes Edward into the mall and is like, come on, you know, you have an appointment. They go get his scissors sharpened. Yeah. Later, we see that Kim and Jim are trying to get into Kim's house, but they can't because Kim can't find her key. Yes. And Edward walks up because Helen drops him Mm -hmm. off and she's like, do you have a key? And Edward's like, no. (laughs) Yeah. Like, how would he hold it? Kimberly. Yeah. He ain't got no hands. Got no hands. But he's like, oh, no problem. Because he just sticks one of his scissor blades in the lock, wiggles it around. Boom. Doors open. Jim's like, wow, look at that. You opened that. No problem. You didn't scratch it. You didn't break it. It's like you weren't ever here. Crazy. Now be a pal and let us know if Peg comes home. Ugh. Gross. Anyway, now Edward's on TV. Yeah, he made it onto TV. More like, no, I got nothing. Oh, well. But he's on some talk show. He's showing off like Peg is sitting there with her new haircut. The dog Alexis is sitting next to them with her new haircut. There's also like a miniature version of one of his topiaries that he's done, which is very cute. And they've clearly just, like, wrapped up his life story because the host is like, wow, what an incredible story. Does anybody in the audience have any questions? Yeah. And so we get, like, a bunch of little questions. He's wearing a little suit. I know. His hair is, like, combed over to one side. Right. It's still, like, kind of crazy. Yeah. But it has been, like, attempted. And it looks really handsome. Yeah. But so one lady says, you know, what's the best part of your new life here in town? Yeah. And he leans forward into the microphone and he says, the friends I've made. No. And then another lady says, have you ever thought about surgery or prosthetics? I think I know a doctor who could help you. Right. And he says, yes, I would like to meet him. Mm. Yes. But then another woman stands up and says, but if you had real hands, you'd be just like everybody else. He says, yes, I know. 
But then you wouldn't be special anymore. You wouldn't be on TV or anything. I know. And he clearly does not know how to answer this. But then Peg leans forward and says, no matter what, Edward will always be special. Yeah, because he's a fucking weird robot man that was built. Right? (sighs) But then another woman says, do you have any plans to open your own salon? Yeah. Another woman asks if he has a girlfriend. Right. Ooh. (laughs) This is when we cut to at home. We see Kim and Jim and Kevin are watching on the TV. And Jim, like, elbows Kim and is like, sure he does, right, Kim? And then Kevin's like, right, Kim. But then Kim's like, hey, f- you know, fuck off. Also, don't get him into it. And then yeah. Jim, like, punches Kevin on the arms, like, shut up, bubble butt. So I just hate him. I know, he's the worst. But the host reiterates the question, you know, he's like, come on, Edward, surely there's some special lady at home in your life. And then Edward is, like, very slowly leaning into the microphone, but staring directly at the camera. And yeah. Kim is staring at the TV. Yeah. So it's like they're staring at each other. Right. But they're not. They're not. But before he can say anything, he has touched the mic stand with his scissors and mm-hmm. it shocks him. Yep. And he gets blown back in the chair. Yeah. And they have to cut to commercial. Yeah. And Jim just starts fucking cackling. Oh, yeah. He thinks it's hilarious. He's like, man, I wish I'd been taping that. I would give my left nut to see that again. Yeah, and Kim is like, "What? Why are you laughing? He got hurt." Mm-hmm. I don't know why she's surprised. I don't know. This yeah, is he's his always like this, entire but... personality. Yeah, I think she's maybe just finally realizing that she has someone that's worth standing up for. Yeah, you know, not like her own brother. Yeah. Anyway, whatever. Joyce and Edward are walking together. Mm-hmm. And they're in town. Joyce is chatting excitedly about something that she wants to call. Sheer heaven. Yeah, I bet you loved that. God. Scissor hands, man. <laughs> His name is Scissor Hands. It's fucking obvious. It's right there. God, but they, they're looking at a salon that's for sale. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah, so they walk into it. She's like, here it is. She's got huge plans for it. She's like, we're gonna put a big bank of mirrors over here. We'll have a cosmetics counter over here. Yeah, and Edward says, Peg could sell cosmetics. And Joyce is just like, yeah, sh- whatever, sure. Uh-huh. She's like, but this... This is where I will stand to greet the customers. And she's leaning seductively on a podium. That salon is not big enough to need a receptionist, but okay. No, she just wants to be there (laughs) being half naked. Yeah. But Edward keeps getting distracted by things. She's like, this is what I really wanted to show you. And she has to go grab him and Eddie, drag him to the back. Yeah. She's like, this is what I really want to show you. It's the storeroom. This is where we'll keep all of our supplies. And I'm like, this is not exciting. No. And she pushes him down in this chair that's back there. Yeah. And she says, I have some smocks. Would you like me to model them for you? Yes. And he's just like, yes. But he doesn't know how to say no. And he also doesn't know what she means. Right. You know, like, it's an innocuous question on its face. Right. Just the way that she asks And he doesn't, yeah, he can't read that. He doesn't know. Yeah. How old do you think he is? I don't know. I mean, he might be very old. Yeah, he also might be but very like, young. Right. You know, he's not, he certainly hasn't been around long enough. Yeah. Around other people. You know, he knows tea party etiquette. Right. But he doesn't know the situation that's happening here. You know, oh. I mean, he's like, it just you feel- can see that in his face. Yeah, it's super predatory. Yes. He is very naive. Yeah. He has no idea what's going on. Yeah, regardless of, like, chronologically how long he's been on the planet, which could be anywhere from, like, five years to, like, 50 years. Who knows? Yeah. As a, as a, intellectually and emotionally, she's being incredibly predatory because he hasn't been around that long. He's a baby. Yeah. 
Anyway. Anyway, she turns on a radio that she has set up back there so that some sexy music can play. Yeah. She takes off her jacket in this, like, really strip-teasy way. Mm-hmm. And then just, like, pulls these smocks out of a box. And yeah. And like, I like this one the best because it's yellow. Right. Cool. And then she pulls, like, the yellow one is very see-through and revealing. And then she pulls out, like, a big purple one that is, like, opaque. Yeah. And Edward's like, oh, I like that one. Right. And she just fully, like, what does she say? She says, like, oh, Edward, you're trembling. Yeah. So am I. Yeah. And then just, like, jumps on him. Yeah, she climbs up into his lap and she's like, I've been waiting for this moment for so long. And she's like fully grabbing his scissor hands which i'm like those were just sharpened and he cuts his own face just by gently tapping it so maybe you should watch yourself lady yes but she's like grabbing them and like directing them to like her body and like uses them to like cut open her shirt a little bit yeah and then unzips her shirt and she's wearing like a leather teddy yeah underneath right which is like i did think that was interesting because like everything in this movie is like a color and like a bright color and then she's wearing black yeah because it's like that's what's really going on inside her i know yeah but it was a cool choice yeah definitely but also i'm terrified for edward so then she like leans down to kiss him but the whole chair flips over sends them both ass over tea kettle yeah and then he goes running out of the salon yeah and she comes running after him and she's like Edward, get back here. You can't do that. Or something like that. You can't just treat people that way. Yeah, something something that she says where it's like, that's kind of sus. Super sus. Anyway, Edward runs all the way to a restaurant where the Boggs family is like kind of waiting for him to have dinner. Yeah. They, Peg is like, sorry, we had to go ahead and order, you know, and then Bill's like, how was your day? Was it very productive? Mm Mm-hmm. And Edward says... Mrs. Monroe showed me where the new salon is going to be. You can have a cosmetics counter. Yeah, about which Peg is very excited. Yeah. And then he says, and then she showed me the back room where she took all her clothes off. Yep. And, and like, <laughs> Kim and Peg and Kevin hear this. Yeah. And like, register it. Uh-huh. Bill does not. And look horrified. Well, yeah, well, Kim and Peg are definitely horrified. Kevin thinks it's hilarious. But like, Kim and Peg are looking at each other just like, did he just say what, you know, he said it so quietly and so nonchalantly. Like, is that what what is happening but meanwhile bill is just like well edward that's just great i'm just pleased as punch for you you know you take you're making big steps i really i think i just i'm just so happy i guess your next step is gonna be to the bank yep you gotta get along with your credentials it'll be fine don't worry he's just like okay so i guess it's i guess that was fine what happened yeah um but it they go to the bank and it's not fine. That's not fine. Because Edward doesn't even have a social security number. I know. And the guy at the bank is like, listen, I can't give you a loan. You may as well not exist. Yeah, you have no credit. You are not a person. You've never had a job. You yeah. don't own anything. Right. Yeah. And Peg is like, but what about the credentials? Right. Even the mayor's wife wants to be a client. Yeah. But the guy's like, listen, I can't do it. I can't you, do it. You don't exist. Yeah. Get yourself what? a social security number. Get a job, right. buy yourself a car. Yeah. You know. He's like, oh, it'll be, you, you'll get one of those disability placards. You can park wherever you like. And I'm like, he can't hold things. Yeah, he cannot drive. Like a steering wheel. Yeah. Anyway. Peg is really disappointed, but I don't think that Edward really follows it that much. No, I don't think he really knows what's happening. But she's like, don't worry, Edward. We'll figure it out. We'll get the money. 
somehow. So then we see Jim and Kim. Yeah. They're talking about breaking into Jim's house. Yes. They want to steal a bunch of Jim's dad's expensive equipment yeah. so that they can sell it. Right. And use that money to buy their own van with a mattress in the back. Ugh. Gross. Yeah. I, if I were in high school, you know, I would be like, yeah, that's tight. But mm-hmm. now thinking about, like, high schoolers talking like this, I'm just like, ugh. Mm-hmm. Ugh. My dad, when I was growing up, had a Dodge, a big Dodge van. Yeah. That only, it had two bucket seats in the front and then nothing in the back. Yeah. Well, there was, like, a foamy futon foldy thing, and that was it. And then he was, like, talking about selling it, and I was, like, 13 at the time, and I was like, I want it. You know, like, I don't, don't get rid of it. I love that van. I grew up in that van. Right. You're like, oh, I can drive it soon. Yeah. Just a couple years. I'll yeah. need a car. And he was like, I'm not giving my 16-year-old daughter a van with a couch in the back. And I was like, I mean, <laughs> fair. Right. But also. But also, you weren't thinking that because you were 13. you how much sex I was not having, father. Yeah. Also at 13. Uh, yeah, I just feel Yeah, like, I definitely. Uh, I was just like, no, this has been. I mean, the, the van was like 26 years old by the time I turned 13. It was twice as old as I was. Yeah. Like, this van has literally been in my life my entire oh, life. Yeah. I went camping in that van. You know, like, I, I don't want you to get rid of it. Yeah. And I'm going to need a car soon. And I want that one because it's tight. It would not have been a good starter car for anyone. And I probably would have crashed a bunch of shit (laughs) yeah definitely those things are hard to drive anyway yeah but i just didn't want to you know i didn't want to see it go but But anyway yeah same thing where it's like i very much could have put a mattress in the back it basically already had one yeah anyway my point stands yikes gross yeah jim says they're gonna need edward's help to break in because his dad keeps everything locked up right and kim is like protesting yeah, she's, she's asking like, all these questions. You know, it's your house. It's just, your house. Yeah. yeah, just take it. Just ask your dad for money. Get a job, Jim. Yeah, but she's like, I don't want to do it this yourself. With I don't want key. Edward. Yeah, and he's like, No, we need razor blades. He says razor blades will do anything for you. Yeah, she's like, Don't involve him. But he says again, you know, don't you want us to have our own van? And she like clearly doesn't. Yeah. She doesn't really know how to say no. Right. Because he's, like, got like, his arm on her and she, like, pushes him off, you know? And she's like, yeah, but, you know. Yeah, this he's feels like, bad. He says, I've racked my brain. This is the only way. You're fucking two brain cells. Get are... a job. Yeah. Jimothy. So, anyway, they're breaking in. Yeah. And Edward is there to help. Yeah. And he has questions. Yeah. You know, he's basically like, oh, so you said that this guy stole your stuff from you. Mm-hmm. And he's being too loud, you know, and Jim's like, shh, yeah, you know. Yeah, he took all my stuff. You ever going to get it back? Edward says, tell his parents and they'll make him give it back. Yeah, and Jim's like, I tried it, it won't work. Yeah, he says, this guy's parents are just like him, which I'm like, they probably are. Yeah, probably. And then as they're walking up to the house, like, Edward takes a second to trim the hedges out front. <laughs> and Jim's like, no, fuck, get over here, man. Yeah, he has to go back and get him. Yeah. But so Jim's parents are out of town for the weekend. And he has turned off the alarm to the house. Right. So he's like, it'll be fine. It'll just look like, you know, some people broke in and stole a bunch of shit. No one will ever know it was us. They get to the front door, make it through the house to the back room, and Edward gets the door open. And they, like, go, they open it up. I'm like, this room is tight. It has a conversation pit. Yeah. One day I will own a house with a conversation pit. Yeah, the room is, like, it has, like, two windows and a conversation pit. And then there's just, like, technology everywhere else. Yeah. Pretty cool. Yeah. But then the door shuts behind him. Yeah, and he's the only one in the room. Yeah, and an alarm starts going off. Did you, 
Do you feel like Jim shut the door or do you think it shut behind him? I think it shut behind him because you hear Jim say, oh, the bastard must have this room wired separately. I, But I feel like he planned it. Yeah, just to get... Because he just hates Edward. Edward in trouble? Yeah. I guess. Maybe so. But the minute the door shuts, it like bolts shut. The mm-hmm. windows have a cover come down on them. This An alarm starts blaring. Yeah. It is locked up tighter than that museum in Lugash. <laughs> The fucking Pink Panther diamond. Yes. So they all take off. Yeah. Kim is fighting it. She's like, no, we can't leave him behind. And Jim just like fully picks her up and carries her to the van and like chucks her in there. Yeah. And I mean, she is yelling the whole way. She's like, you know, turn around, go back and get him. And, you know, they're like, no, yeah, we can't. Yeah, but Danny or Denny or whoever's van yeah, is Denny. driving and he won't stop. Yeah. Poor yeah. Edward cannot get the door open. You know, he's trying so hard. Because he has scissors for hands. He does? And he can't grasp a doorknob. Oh, no. But he's very scared and it's very sad. I know. So the police get there, deactivate the alarm, uh-huh. and Edward comes outside. Yep. And the cops are like, all right, put your hands up and drop your weapons. Right. But wouldn't you know it, he what? can't. What? His hands are scissors. What? They're like attached, you know? Huh. So he can't. He can't do it. They've got their guns aimed at him and they're like threatening to shoot. Yeah, he's like doing a countdown, you know, he's like... He's about to be Deadward Scissor Hands. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But a bunch of neighbors hear this and they come running out and they tell the cops, you know, those are his hands. Don't shoot him. He can't help it. Yeah. We know him. Yeah. It's Marge. She runs out and saves the day. I'm like, yay, Marge. Good for you. I know, because it's very tense, you know, where he's just like, he's doing what they say. He's got his hands up. He's walking slowly towards them. Mm. And they're like, come on, buddy. I'm giving you the count to three. Drop your weapons. Yeah, and... I don't want to shoot you. Yeah. He's like, looks like we got a psycho. But they don't shoot him. He just gets arrested instead. Yeah, them putting his handcuffs on is also very funny. Yeah. So at the police station, mm-hmm. Peg and Bill got in there to pick up Edward. Yeah. Peg blames herself yeah she says it's all her fault because she was talking about how she envied jim's parents for all their new stuff right and talking about you know nonchalantly mentioning that they would get the money for the salon somehow right but she's like but this isn't the way edward stealing is never the way bill's just like what the heck were you thinking son you know they're just being like supportive but disappointed parents but also just like this is our fault you know we should have helped him more they're not yelling at him you know they're just like what was going through your mind? I don't know. It's cute. They're just... Peg is trying to, really like, sweet. find any reason other than, like, Edward making a bad decision, basically. Right. She's like, damn those TV programs. Damn I, them. I know. Bill goes, damn them all to hell. <laughs> it's just so, like... It feels like so much of what he's saying, it feels like this is what I am supposed to say next. Yes. You know, he's not putting he's any not thought into there. it. Yeah, he's yeah. just like, this is the thing I'm supposed to say. Yeah. Peg does ask, did somebody put you up to this? And Edward just, like, doesn't answer. No, he just, like, hangs his head down further. Yeah. So they're in front of the judge. Mm -hmm. And the cop is asking the doctor if Edward is going to be all right. Right. And this doctor is like, well, the years of isolation have not prepared him for real life or understanding right from wrong. Right. He's highly imaginative, but he doesn't live in the same reality. Yeah. You know, we've seen his haircuts and his dog grooming and his topiary. So we know that he has like a super imaginative like mind and he's very creative, but his reality is not the same. Right. As ours. And the cop is like, yeah, but is he going to be all right? Yeah. But will he be all right out there? 
The doc's like, oh yeah, he'll be fine. <laughs> so then the cop comes up and stands like over Edward's shoulder almost. Yeah. It's like a really weird angle. Yeah. And he's like, I could stay up all night worrying about you. Take care of yourself out there. Right. And Edward just like nervously just like snips yeah. in response <laughs> and walks away. <laughs> Yeah, it is strange. I thought that the cop was doing, like, the cool guy lean on the judge's stand. No, but he's just- But then when Edward walks away, he's just standing there. So he wasn't even doing a lean. He's just standing behind his one shoulder. Maybe he's like, I'll get behind these scissors. Maybe. Get on the other side of them. But so then, the hens are clucking. Ladies are all standing outside talking about what happened the previous night. Mm -hmm. And Joyce, who is still mad that Edward wouldn't fuck her. Is like, I had a bad feeling about him all along. Yep, here it fucking goes. Ugh. And the other ladies are like, man, he could have broken into my house. Yeah. He could have come into any of our houses. Yeah, and then here comes goddamn Esmeralda, and mm-hmm. she says, I told you I saw the sign of Satan on him. Mm-hmm. And she walked, like, there's just five of them in, like, a little cluster, and she walks right through the middle of them instead of going around them, which yeah. I was like, what? It's funny. This woman. But then we see Peg and Edward have arrived home in their car. And there's, like, a news crew there, and they're being chased into the house by the news crew. You know, they're trying to get, like, Edward, they're asking him all these questions. How did you feel? What made you do it? You know, like, what were you thinking? And they're just like, he has no comment. He doesn't want to talk to you right now. Leave him alone. He'll talk to you later, she says. Slams the door. And then we see Peg on the phone with someone, and she's talking about their annual Christmas party. Yeah. And, you know, she's like... Well, yeah, you know, of course we're going to have it. Why wouldn't we have it? And we hear the lady say, like, well, you know, after the arrest, we thought maybe you'd be too embarrassed to have everybody over. And Peg's like, well, you thought wrong. Yeah. And we're still definitely having it. Right. Hangs up the phone. So Kim comes home and sees that Edward is back from being in jail all night, mm-hmm. at you know, which was her fault. Yep. Um, But she's being nice and asking if he's okay and if he was scared. Yeah. And she explains, you know, I tried to make Jim go back, but you can't make Jim do anything. Right. Thank you for not telling on me. Mm-hmm. And Edward just tiny voice says, you're welcome. Yeah. And Kim says, you must have felt awful when you found out that it was Jim's house. Right. But he says, I already knew it was Jim's house. You did? Then why'd you do it? He says, because you asked me to. It's so cute but then lottie fucking da here comes old jimothy himself and he's somehow surprised that kim is still upset with him over something that happened less than 12 hours ago yeah he's like oh you uh, still this again when are you gonna get over this just like really do hang on to grudges don't they <laughs> it's true <laughs> we do be holding grudges <laughs> we do be shopping <laughs> but kim is like you need to tell the truth yeah Edward's in trouble because of you. Yeah. You need to come forward and tell the truth. It was your parents' house. You could just say that you tried to go in it. Yeah, and you set off the alarm. It's not a big deal. Yeah. Actually, I think this conversation happens when they're still in the van. Oh, yeah, maybe. She's like this this part because she says, you know, he's like, no, he'll press charges. And she's yeah. like against his own son. And he's like, especially against his own son. Right. Yeah, that happened in the van. But yeah, she's just like, He's in trouble because of you. You need to tell the truth. And Jim's like, well, you were there. You could also tell the truth. And she's like, but I didn't want to go. I didn't want to do it. And he's like, yeah, but you did. So they're yelling about it. Yeah. And Edward is upset, I think, for the first time ever. Yeah. Like, and he doesn't know what to do. No. It's very sad. He, like, walks through the house, Mm -hmm. dragging his scissors along the walls. And then he goes in the bathroom and he's like, 
staring at himself in the mirror and just like tearing through the wallpaper yeah it was very sad i know so then we see dinner time mm-hmm. and bill is trying to talk to edward and he says a very dad thing mm-hmm. where he's like you know what well, he says we'll help you find a way to replace the drapes and the towels you yeah know, that you destroyed but our confidence in you ed that's that's gonna be a lot harder to rebuild and you can see that Edward just feels so bad about it. He's just staring down at his own lap, you know, just sitting there being chastised. Yeah. Yeah. And then Bill is like, all right, quick ethics lesson. You see a big case of money. There's nobody around. I mean, not a single shred of evidence that people have been in here. Yeah. What do you do with it? A, you keep it for yourself. B, you buy presents for your friends and family. C, you give it to the poor, or D, you take it to the police. Right, and Kim is trying to just, like, distract from this entire mess. Yeah. By being like, maybe we should all go bowling. That would be fun. Let's all go bowling. And then, at the same time, Kevin's like, not for Edward, it won't. No. But at the same time, Kevin starts talking about show and tell at school, and about how somebody brought in a box of baby possums, Mm -hmm. and do they do anything at his school other than show and tell? No. Cool. But then, you know, Peg is like, Okay, honey, but I don't think your dad was done talking. Right. So Edward answers Bill and he says, I would give it to my loved ones. Right. And Bill's like, well, yeah, I mean, that sounds like maybe the thing that you should do. It sounds like the nice thing to do, but it's not the right answer here. Yeah, Bill is disappointed, but Kim has hard eyes. I know, she really does. Kevin, like, tries to be like, yeah, you dink. Everybody knows that you're supposed to give it back to the police. And Peg's like, okay, that's not helpful. But Kim's like, but why? I mean, he answered the nice way. Yeah. That's what I would do. Yeah, that's the nice Bill's thing Bill's like, we're do. not trying to confuse him. We're trying to teach him ethics. You know, we're trying to teach him right and wrong. She's like, but it's a stupid question. And that's that's what I would do with it. I would buy things for my friends and family. You yeah. know, like, when she's like, well, don't, you know, screw right and wrong that's the nice thing to do and then peg's like no wonder he's gotten all these crazy ideas in his head he's been around this family too long and we can't even decide right and wrong and she gets so upset and leaves the room she starts just like cleaning up everyone's plates even though everyone's still eating right this movie is suffering from george of the jungle syndrome it really is yes because kim this is where we see her start to fall for edward yeah but it's only because her boyfriend sucks so bad right just like Ursula and her fiancé. It's me, your fiancé. Lyle. Lyle. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, it'll come to me. It's me, your man. I've come for you. <laughs> Ursula, your hair tie. <laughs> your scrunchie. Oh, yeah, scrunchie. <laughs> but no, it's just like, there's no reason no. for Kim to fall for Edward. No. Because they're not on the same level intellectually. They right. just can't be. Yeah. I mean, she at least is a teenager and not right. a full-grown woman the way Ursula was, but it's still, yeah. she is... Or the way Joyce is, which is also super gross. Ugh. Yeah. She is, you know, years ahead of him, just in experience yeah, of and life. Yeah, socially and... Yeah. yeah, he has only spoken to this family and their friends and neighbors for the past, like, couple of weeks. You know, yeah. I mean, we don't really know exactly the time span of Edward living in their house, right. but I mean, it's not that long. No, and... She is only falling for his niceness in comparison to Jim's assholeness. Right. I mean, that is the one thing that is appealing to her about Edward is that he's not Jim. Yeah. And that he is sweet. Yep. And it's weird. Yeah. I mean, get to know him, but like, damn girl, slow it down. Yeah. So she gets mad, storms off. 
then we get another scene of the ladies in town discussing, you know, whether or not they're going to Peg's Christmas party. Yeah. We get, I mean, not even the impression, I guess Joyce has been telling people that Edward raped her. Yeah, which because- Which is really gross. Is it- Helen that says, oh, after he raped Joyce, I can't imagine him yeah, being in the house. Yeah, nearly raped Joyce, I think. With a, you know, yeah, with a young teenage girl. Right, and then we see Joyce talking. So yeah, so Helen says something along the, I mean, you you heard that he nearly raped Joyce, you know, like threatened her with his big scissor hand. Yeah. And then we see Joyce and she's like, I can't imagine what goes on in that house after what he did to me, you know, and there's a young girl there or whatever, and yeah. it's just like, fuck off joyce like that's disgusting not only is your behavior disgusting right but now you're going to make it edward edward's fault yes because ugh, ugh, she's the worst yeah i hate when people do that it yeah. reminds me of a personal anecdote yeah of a time that i went on a few dates with this woman and i just wasn't feeling it yeah and several years later she accused me of being queer for fashion tight because i didn't want to continue dating her so that meant i wasn't actually gay yeah obviously if you're really gay you would love every woman no (laughs) (laughs) and no no anyway i have another question Mm -hmm. is edward even fully functional do we know i don't think so i think he is anatomical as a kendall as alan rickman would say yeah i think so too nothing going on down there yeah i tend to agree i think possibly if he took his pants off all his organs would fall out i think so too like i genuinely think his leather skin is holding him together he's naked oh he's actually naked he's naked when he doesn't have yeah other other clothes on oh (laughs) (laughs) naked eddie's naked More like... I want to get one more in, but I can't think of any. Nude word scissor hands. <laughs> uh, so, Edward is outside pruning the rose bush, and Kim is watching him, just absolutely starry-eyed. Great big anime eyes. And Meg <laughs> is putting the Christmas tree together. Yeah. And asks Ed if he wants to give her her new haircut. Yeah, and Ed's like, I, but I just cut your hair. He did, And her haircut, the in-between haircuts... Because she's so got like cute. the crazy one, yeah. like super asymmetrical right. one, and then she's got the one like that she has now, like at the dinner table too, where they're talking about like the ethics and the bag of money. Yeah, that is the cutest fucking haircut. Like she looks it's so, so good. Yeah, and then she gets a new one, and it's like fine. It's a little spiky. Yeah, but yeah. this one is the best, and I'm super just like, cute. God, why are you so adorable? Yes, but you know she's clearly just saying it to try and make Edward feel better. Yeah, because nobody wants to come get their haircut by him anymore right and kevin comes in and ed is like do you want to play scissors paper stone but kevin's like i'm tired of winning it's boring right poor edward's clothes are just hanging off of him in shreds at this point because after he like had his little meltdown he cut some of his clothes yeah and i guess bill doesn't have any more extra ones nope speaking of bill he's outside stapling fake snow to the roof yep which is cute and singing christmas carols yeah and then we see kim and peg are decorating the christmas tree Kim's dress is very cute. She's just wearing like this big white dress off the shoulder, satiny yeah, on the top, it like, like tulle on the bottom. Yeah, but because it doesn't go all the way to the ground. All white, yeah, right. But it is really cute. Yeah, and she, you know, her mom's like, "This tree needs something. What do you think?" And Kim's like, "I don't know, more bells." And she's like, "Yeah, check the box. See if there are more bells in there." So she goes over to look, and she sees outside, and it looks like it's snowing. Mm-hmm. So she's like, 
what? It does not snow here. No. So she walks outside and sees Edward working on a giant ice sculpture of Kim. Yeah. As an angel. Yeah. And it looks like, I mean, it's like just, he's working on it so frantically the way that he does that there's just like ice shavings flying all around. And so it looks like it's snowing. Yeah. Where did he get that giant block of ice? There's a lot of ice in this movie that I have questions about. It's just in their driveway. Yeah. Where did it come from? I mean, unless I ordered it for the Christmas party. Maybe. But why? Who knows? Seems like a lot of money. Yeah. For a party that... Ice like that is... Nobody's coming to. Yeah, that much ice is expensive. Uh, Yeah. But it is a very... It's the very iconic scene of, like, there's snow falling... There's, like, serene music playing. She's dancing around by herself, just, like, enjoying the snow. Mm-hmm. But as he is coming down from the ladder, mm-hmm. Jim is a-fucking-gin coming into the backyard. Get a job! And so he starts yelling. Jim starts yelling. Yeah, he and just goes, hey! startles both Edward and Kim. Right. And as Edward's coming down the ladder, and they both kind of jump, mm-hmm. he accidentally cuts Kim's hand. Yes. Which... Causes Jim to McFreakin' lose it. Yeah. And he's, like, yelling. He, like, shoves Kim out of the way. Yeah. Gets all up in Edward's face and is like, you hurt her. I'll kill you if you touch her again. And so then, like, Peg runs out, you know, sees what's happening. Yeah. Brings Kim into the house. And Jim is, like, shoving Edward across the yard. And and being like, you destroy everything that you touch. You're a freak, you know, like, who did you think you were, like, being around here this long? Like, I can't, I can't believe that you're still here. Like, get lost, dude. You know, and so Edward takes off running, more like Fledward scissor hands, am I right? I still got it, baby! (laughs) God, I'm gonna quit this fucking podcast. (laughs) Meanwhile, Bill is on the roof singing. (laughs) Speaking of useless people, Bill is on the roof (laughs) doesn't notice any of this no he misses the entire thing but he does see edward like storming out of the yard yeah he just goes hey ed where you going buddy and then he goes back to fucking singing kim my problem i guess comes back outside to confront jim yep and she's like listen i don't love you anymore and you need to get out of here Mm Mm-hmm. and he's like seriously you're gonna leave me for that she's like just go punches him in his shoulder not like in his face where he deserves but just push just go and he's like fine and he leaves let me see edward who is making his way down the street cutting off all of his normal clothes he's just kind of like scraping his hands across his body and they're just like coming off of him in tatters yeah, it's a really cool scene yeah yeah but now he's definitely he's nude word he's yeah he's naked yeah <laughs> but he's like he's slashing up all of the topiaries yeah he tries to like slash someone's tire and almost gets his scissors stuck i know which is sad and then we see esmeralda playing her organ alone in her house which i think is the only thing that she does Mm -hmm. and we hear a bunch of like faint snipping sounds Mm -hmm. the inside of her house is painted all red and there are candles everywhere it's like does not look like a religious person's home it looks like yeah, it's someone who strange. She does have a big cross in the occult in her house. I know, but like in an occulty way. I yeah. don't know. Maybe this is just what Tim Burton thinks Christians' homes. Yes, <laughs> like, probably. Like he just doesn't know. <laughs> <laughs> but she opens her front curtains to see what the noise is about. Yeah, and Edward has cut her topiary into a fucking giant devil with red eyes. Yeah, like he took some of the Christmas lights and put it in its eyes. Yeah, she screams, and it's like. 
Uh, teeny tiny little aside, because I think it's cool. Yes. Uh, Olan Jones composed all of her own organ music for this oh, movie. Nice. Yeah. I know. It's cute. Anyway, we see the cop from earlier. Yeah. Has shown up at the, the Boggs house. One cop. Singular cop. Yeah, he's the only one we see from this point on. Right. Like, when, when he was very... robbing Jim's house, we saw all the other cops. Yeah. But now this is just, this is it. Yeah. It's a very what? It's a very Carl from Jumanji. Yeah. <laughs> type situation. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Absolutely. And so he shows up at the Boggs house and Peg answers the door and he says, I'm here to see the man with the hands. I don't know. And Peg is like, you just missed him. But she, you can see that she's trying to like, she's really working it through her brain. She's wringing her hands. She's, yeah, you know, she's like, why is there a cop here now? You right. Know. Do I lie to this police officer right. about Edward's Do I whereabouts? give the money to the police or do I <laughs> give it oh, to shit. my loved ones? Real life ethics lesson. Bill, help! Bill! <laughs> but she hems and haws long enough that the cop goes, he's not here. She's just like, no. And he's like, all right, ma'am, thank you. Because I think the cop was kind of like, I've heard, we've got, we've got reports. Yeah. I'm hoping it's not him. Yeah. So he goes to the Boggs house, you know, and Peg's like, eh, I can't, yeah, I cannot tell you that he's here because not he's not here. here. And so the cop's just kind of like, bummer. You know, yeah. he's he's sad because he was worried about Edward and wanted him to be okay out there, damn it. Anyway, the women of town are meeting outside and talking about seeing Edward. Making his way downtown. <laughs> yep. Slashing bushes. Yeah. Yeah, the cop pulls up and is like, have you seen him? Yep. And they all point in different directions. Yes. I do think it's interesting that at this point, Esmeralda is just a part of their group. She's just standing there talking with them. Yeah. They're not, like, ignoring her. It's just, it's like she's been there the whole time, you know? It's just very interesting that now that they've turned on him, they're all like, oh, yeah, of course we're going to listen to you. Yeah. But yeah, they all are just like, oh, he, he went th- there. Th- they don't know where uh-huh, Shrey went. No. Uh-uh. So we go back to the Boggs home where, of course, no one has shown up for the Christmas party. Yeah. Peg and Kim are just sitting on the couch together. Yeah. And Peg looks so sad. Yeah. And she's like, you know, when I brought him down here to live with us, I didn't really consider what could happen to him or to us or to the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. I'm like, fuck the neighborhood. Who gives a shit? Yeah. Everybody sucks. Yeah. But she says, but now I think that maybe it might be best if he goes back up there, because at least up there he is safe. Yeah. Which is true. It is. And it's sad. But he's sad up there and lonely. And lonely, yeah. So Bill comes in. He says he didn't find him. Yeah. So he and Peg get in the car. Yeah. And Kim's like, gonna go with them. Right. But they're like, no, stay here in case anybody shows up for the party. Yeah. I mean, I, I think they just say in case anybody shows up. So, I mean, the yeah. cops maybe or somebody else like that. Kevin is, in the meantime, down the street at his friend's house. Yeah. So, Edward is just sitting in someone's driveway. Yeah. And a shaggy little dog comes up. Uh-huh. And he trims his little bangs so he can see. I know. And it get, makes Edward smile a little bit. And then the little dog gives him a little kiss. Yeah. And he walks off. This moment is just so... Uh, I know. <laughs> it's like, see, he's still a good person. I know. <sighs> But then here comes the police car, so Edward snips just away. Just stands up and goes, police. <laughs> Walks away. Police. You know. And he makes his way back home. Yep. Where Kim is by herself. Yeah. And so he gets in there and he asks her if she's okay. Yeah. And she's like, yeah, are you okay? And then the and music like, gets aggressively serene. Yeah. <laughs> but he's like, yeah, I'm fine. Yeah. And they just stare at each other for a second and then she's like, hold me 
Mm. And Edward says, I would if I could, Bob! <laughs> Cantor won't, Sam. No, he's... <laughs> <laughs> he holds up his scissors for hands and says, I can't. Yeah. And then he walks over to the window to brood. Yeah, and as he's brooding, she comes over to him where he's standing and she wraps her arms around him and mm-hmm. then sets his arms on top of her shoulders. And it's very sweet and he lays his head on her head. Yeah. It's cute. Yeah. And then we get a flashback. Right. To the inventor. Yes. He's opening a box mm-hmm. and he says to Edward, I know it's a little early for Christmas, but I have a present for you. Yeah. And it's, he opens the box and it's two forearms with, with hands. It's hands. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, yeah, halfway to your elbow. Yeah. Basically with hands attached, which I'm like, how do you, they're just rubber. Like there's nothing in there. I mean, I don't know how he made the rest of them. I know. It's so weird. I mean, I kind of like that. They're like, we don't talk about it. He just made him. What do you care? Yeah. He just did it. But this, I don't know. It just shows more. I'm like, these are just rubber hands. Are they going to work? Are the fingers going to move? You know, like I think it. Give, almost gives you too much yeah. insight because you're like, well, now I have questions. Before I was just willing to accept. <laughs> yeah. You know, but it's cute. <laughs> well, now I have questions. Yeah, because the inventor, like, holds them up mm-hmm. and Edward is touching them very gently. Yeah. And he, like, the inventor, like, holds them to Edward's lips and he, like, kind of kisses the fingers a little bit. Caresses his face. I know. And they're just, like, standing there smiling at each other and it's very cute because he's like, great, hands, I'll be able to touch things. Yeah. But then... The inventor stops smiling, mm. and his eyes get very wide, and he falls to the ground. Yeah. And we see, like, it's a really uncomfy scene. Yeah. Because Edward's, like, scissor blades come through these hands. Yeah. And just, like, shred them. Yeah, he, and he doesn't mean to. It's no. just, like, because the inventor is falling down. Right. I think he probably just leans on him too hard, yeah. you know, or whatever, but too much pressure. And then he dies. And then he just dies. <laughs> <laughs> Yep. All right, Jen. And then, <laughs> but we do get this shot of just like the hands on the ground. Yeah. For like a while. It's like the fingers cut off. Yeah. Some of them and chunks missing. It's very sad. I know. All his hopes and dreams. I know. Dashed. Dashed. Smashed. Sliced. How long do you think the inventor's body was just on the floor of their house? Like, do you think he just left took him? him outside? I don't know. Did he do anything with them? Roll them up in a rug? I mean, like, we were what? wondering what he's been eating. What? Oh, no. He, Edward, reaches down and touches his face and gets blood all over his scissors. Yeah, he cuts his face. And he looks at them and then flash forward. Oh. Back to where Edward is still holding Kim. Mm-hmm. And then we see Jim getting absolutely blasted yeah. in his friend's van. Yeah. Talking about how Edward could do a lot of damage to Kim with his hands. Yeah. Forget holding hands. Think about the damage he could do in other places. And Denny's like, that's sick. Yeah. And then Denny is like, I am too drunk. I'm going to puke or pass out. And Jim is like, no, you have to drive me to Kim's house first. Yeah, he says, later. First take me to her house. It's like, you don't really have like a timer uh, on those yeah. things. But he's like, no, I'm not. don't make me drive, man. But Jim's yelling, I'm just do it. He's like, all right, fuck. And he says, Jesus, maybe she was right about you. She was. She, she was. is. You know this, Denny. Right. Y'all are friends. How much time do you have to spend with him before you realize he sucks? You went camping for like four days for fuck's sake. Camping brings out the worst in people. So Kevin is walking home from his friend's house. Mm-hmm. A man sitting in his garage, which I think is the man from the barbecue who was it like, is. yeah, don't let anybody tell you that you have a disability. 
But yeah. he's like, did they catch him yet? Right. And Kevin has no idea what he's talking about. Yeah, he's like, who? Yeah. And the guy's like, you know, the cripple. Well, which is like, yeah, awful. But also just like so mean that before, you know, he was like, Edward, you can do anything you want. You and I are similar. Don't let anyone tell you have a disability. And now he's turned on this man. Yeah. <sighs> but Edward, who is still standing by the window holding Kim, sees mm-hmm. that someone is driving erratically. Someone has driven into a topiary and has continued driving. Uh-huh. So he runs out to the front yard. Yeah. And we see that his hair is looking extra Robert Smith right now. Oh, yeah. Extreme. Yeah. And he notices Kevin is crossing the street to come to the house, but he is about to get hit by this erratically driving van. Right. So he runs out, tackles him. He yeah. just goes, Kevin, tackles him. And But in the process, he's like, are you okay? And he's trying to like make sure that he's okay. And he cuts his face. Yeah. It's like a little cut. Yeah, he's fine. But this attracts a huge crowd. Right. Yeah, Edward, like, kind of reaches up, accidentally cuts a dude on his arm. They all think that he's attacking Kevin, but then Peg and Bill have shown up, and they're like, they grab Kevin, take him inside, and Peg is like, Edward, just come home. Yeah. But before he can get off the ground, Jim has jumped on him mm-hmm. and is trying to beat him up. Yeah, the subtitles just say, women screaming. Mm-hmm. Which, that's what's happening. Yeah. That is what's happening. Yeah. So Jim goes to punch Edward and Edward tries to catch his arm, but of course he takes a big chunk out of his leather jacket, yes, slices scissors it for hands. to the skin, and did everybody you know? is yelling. What? Did you know? I did not know. Oh, I had okay. no idea. Yeah. Everybody's yelling. Kim and Edward look at each other for too long mm. as the police sirens approacheth, and Kim finally says, run. And so he does. Yep. He runs towards the, you know, the mansion where right. he came from. Yeah. And everyone else is kind of running too. Right. And chasing him. But the cop follows after him, shoots his gun in the air a bit. Yeah. And then he comes back out and he's just like, everyone go home. It's all over. And they're like, but Did where you is get he? him? Did you is he in him? there? Yeah. Like, I have questions. Are happened? we safe? Yeah. And the guy's like, just go home. Yep. And he just leaves. Yeah. I know. It's like, you he should make even... sure that this crowd disperses. Yeah. He doesn't even wait to but see. he doesn't. If everybody else leaves, he just leaves. Yeah. He doesn't even make any threats. Like, if you bother him, I'll have you arrested or whatever. He just says, it's all over. Go home. Gets yeah. in his car and leaves. And they're just still standing there. And they stand there for a while. And then Joyce finally just goes, I'm going in. Yeah. And just starts walking. And everybody else is like, not into it. Yeah. You know, like, Joyce, that's a terrible idea. Joyce, you shouldn't do that. No, come back here. But they follow her anyway. Yeah. And then we see Kim, who is also on the property. Yeah, she's... Much closer than they are. She's already most of the way in. Yeah. Because she headed there first. Yeah. We see that all of the hedges are overgrown. Right. The dust is dustier. Yeah. Because he's been here at least, like, I think Peg went and got him in the spring. Yeah. Because she says, you know, it's the new season. We've got all these light, beautiful colors. And now it's Christmas. Yeah. So you can imagine that he's been here for, like, nine months or so. Yeah, a while. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so Kim runs upstairs. She finds Edward sitting in his little fireplace bed. And he says, they're coming? Did I hurt Kevin? Yeah. And She's like, no, he's fine. It was just a little scratch. Yeah. And, you know? You know, he's his, the same old shithead self. Yeah, he's fine. And Kim says, I thought you were dead. Word says her hands. What? I thought you were dead. Word says her hands. <laughs> <laughs> tried to ignore it, but it just kept happening. But then they almost kiss. Uh, so close. But Jim is there. Yeah, he says, I didn't. Bang. Tries to shoot Edward, but misses. Mm-hmm. 
the roof falls a bit, I guess, because he shot the roof a little bit. I guess, yeah. Some chunks of the roof, like, fall onto Edward, but yeah. he's fine, and he, like, is scrabbling out of the rubble, and then Jim just starts, like, hitting him with a big, like, fire poker. Yeah, big piece of, yeah, iron. Yeah. Just hitting him in the back repeatedly every time he tries to get up. Every time he tries to get up, Jim hits him again. And Kim is, like, yelling, and she finally, like, picks up a big piece of the roof that has fallen down. Yeah. Makes her way over there in her high heels. She's having a hard time of it, but, you know, she's doing her best. Yeah. And then hits him over the head with it, which knocks him onto the ground. She sits on his chest and grabs one of Edward's hands and, like, holds his scissor fingers to Jim's throat. Yeah. And says, stop it or I'll kill you myself. Right. But he's, like, bullshit. Yeah. And he kicks her off. Yeah. Slaps her in the face. Yeah. Edward just is going over to check on Kim. Mm-hmm. And Jim starts yelling, I said, stay away from her. Right. And Edward just turns around, just pokes him. Yep. Kind of so, stabs him. Listen here, buddy. Boop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, he stabs him. Yeah. He stabs him all the way out the window. Yeah. And he falls down. Yep. And we see his dead little body down there, which is pretty dark. Yeah. 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 T- took a turn. A little turn there. Yeah. So here come the townsfolk. Right. They're going to come upon Jim's body. Yeah. And we see Kim and Edward talking. Kim's all teary-eyed and the yeah. music is swelling. Yeah. And Kim is, like, trying to find out. She's trying to figure out what to say. Yeah. And she's just really struggling with it. And Edward just says, goodbye. Yeah. And then they kiss. <gasps> they kiss. And then she leans up in his ear and she's like, I love you. And then she leaves. Yeah, and his eyes get all big and sad and she just runs away. Yeah. Like, do you love him? No. Timothy? (laughs) (laughs) So, Jimberly and (laughs) Timothy. Yes. So then the townsfolk have shown up. Yeah. They find Jim's body. Mm -hmm. They start freaking out. And Kim runs down the stairs and she sees like this big rack of things hanging and she grabs like a prototype hand yes and goes outside with it yeah and they're all like you know is he in there yeah and she says edward is dead you know he died and the roof the roof caved in on him yeah they killed each other and then she says you want some proof here and she holds up his you know this like scissor hand yeah and they're like oh well (sighs) good enough for me yeah we just hear Helen in the background. They're all just kind of standing there for a second. Joyce is, yeah, still clinging to the cigarette in her claw hands. And we hear Helen go, I'm going home. And she leaves. Yeah. And everybody else kind of follows suit. Well, we know. What what else is there? It's a pretty iconic look, too, though. Like, him standing on these steps, like, above everyone. Mm-hmm. She's got blood all over her white dress. She's holding yeah. the scissor hand in, you know, one hand. Yeah. It's pretty cool. It is cool. And Kim is old again. Mm-hmm. And she says to her granddaughter, she never saw him again. Not after that night. Yeah. And the granddaughter's like, how do you know? And old lady, Kim, takes off her glasses. We finally see her face, like, real up close. And I think it was kind of meant to be like, whoa, Winona Ryder. But it's like, we knew the whole time, dude. Yeah. And he says, but she says, because I was there. But her granddaughter's like, you could still go up there, you know? You could go right now. Yeah. What do you have to do? You got work in the morning? Go. <laughs> You're fucking old. You're old. You don't have to do anything. Get up there. But. But, I mean, that's, she's pretty much like. That's what she says. Yeah. yeah she I'm says, I'm old an old lady now. now. And I'm an old woman now. And I would like for him to remember me as I was. And not the way I look now. That's stupid. It is stupid. <laughs> I hate that. And then we 
cut up to the mansion. Ha. Mm. <laughs> cut. You get it? Yeah. And Edward is, his garden looks beautiful again. Yeah. And it's full of plant. You know, he goes and like trims a hedge, makes sure it looks good. He still looks exactly the same. Yeah, he has Looking great. Aged a day. Yeah. But he still hasn't dusted. No, it's hard to pull the I feel slipper. like you could, at this point, scrape some of it off. <laughs> <laughs> Truly. But the granddaughter says, how do you know he's still alive? Mm-hmm. And she says, well, you know, I don't, actually. I don't know that he's still up there. But I have a feeling in my heart that he is. Because before he came down, it never used to snow. And now it does. And I don't think it would snow if he weren't up there. And she says, sometimes you can still catch me dancing in it. All right, we've jumped the shark. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least we only have like a minute to go. Yeah. But yeah, and then we see Edward is up in the attic. Yeah. How he got ice up there, we'll never know. But Huge he's... blocks of ice in this attic. I mean, there's no roof. You just put them in with a crane, but who's ordering? I don't know, a phone? Nobody ever goes in and nobody ever comes out. <laughs> no, that's true. But yeah, he's he's carving up these uh, ice sculptures. Yep. One of them is of Kim. Yeah. It's very cute. And the yeah. snow is going down onto the town. Yada, 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 mm-hmm. yada, yada. Mm-hmm. The end. That's it. Did anyone recover Jim's body or just leave him uh, there? I don't know. Did anybody care? Like his parents came home and were just like, where's yeah, Jim? Where, oh. Where's our son? And everybody was like, he got stabbed. And they were like, that sounds about right. We knew it was going to happen eventually. <laughs> you know. Who knows? That's a good question. I don't know, but that's the end. The end. Word scissor. <laughs> Edward snows her hands. Oh, nice. Uh, replay, everyone? I'd watch it again. Yeah, me too. I mean, I like it. Yeah. It's a good movie. It's cute. I wouldn't watch it again while taking notes. No. I feel like- so much going on. Well, it's not just that, but it's like, it's one of those movies that I think you're just meant to just watch. Yeah. And not think about. Yeah. Because if you think about it too hard, you do have too many questions. Yeah, that's fair. You know? And I mean, like, visually, it's very striking. Yes. And so if you're, like, not looking at it, you're missing a lot. Yeah. And it's more, I think, meant to be, like, have a moral- yeah. You know, rather than be like... Here, have a moral. Can yeah. I interest you in a moral? <laughs> have you tried the morals? They're delicious. <laughs> you know what I mean. I do. Yeah. It's funny. It's just meant to, you know, be a fable, I guess, yeah. rather than a very cohesive, right. realistic... Yeah. There are a lot of holes, but like, yeah. don't, just don't look at it too closely. Right. Yeah. Just enjoy it. Turn your brain off. Yeah. Uh, did it make you cry? No. Yeah. It got me a little bit... I didn't cry. But I was like, oh, when, uh... I didn't cry. I'm not a pussy. <laughs> Crying's for babies. <laughs> um, just when they're standing in the living room, you know, and yeah. she's just like, hold me. And he's like, I can't. Yeah. It they're just like very staring sad. at each other. And then later, you know, when he says goodbye, like, that, that kind of made me a little bit sad too. But yeah. I didn't like, like full on cry. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it came out December 7th, 1990. I didn't realize that it was that old. I know. I would have said mid 90s, but. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it had a budget of $20 million, mm-hmm. and it made $86 million, so it did great. Yeah. Not bad. It has a Rotten Tomatoes score of 90%. Okay. You know? Yeah. The people like it. Yeah. The people have spoken. The people like it. You know who else likes it? Who? Danny Elfman and Tim Burton. Well, it's their movies. So but they hope. both said that this was their favorite project that oh, they've done. Yeah. Which is really cute. Also, you never know. Steven Spielberg hates Hook. That's wrong. <laughs> I mean, I know it's not right. I'm just saying. It's true. Yeah. Um, but so this was like a super personal project for Tim Burton because he said as a teenager, this is how he felt where he 
just didn't feel like he'd get along with anybody. He yeah. lived in Burbank, and so everything was, like, bright and colorful, and Tim Burton looks like that. Yes. And he used to draw this sketch of this man, very disheveled, wearing a bunch of leather, for whatever reason, with giant blades for fingers. In the hair. In the hair. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. And he, used, he said, I get the feeling people just got this urge to want to leave me alone for some reason. Aww. I don't know why. And so, you know, he just really identified with this like i don't fit in maybe people think i'm scary i don't know yeah and so i can see that you know this that being your like manifestation of like this man can't touch anything and no one yeah. can touch him you know because he's no got these giant blades can get close to him even though he is like a very soft person right yeah and so it the screenplay was written by carolyn thompson who wrote it in a span of three weeks after she saw tim burton's sketch of edward scissorhands nice he was like this is a man that i think about a lot and draw sometimes his name is edward scissorhands and she went i got it yeah i'll be right back hell yeah and yeah three weeks but she based the character of edward off of a dog that she used to own okay and she said when i was 18 it was a border collie she said when i was 18 i took this dog to college with me and she had a presence and a character i swear to god if she had a larynx she would have talked i mean she was that involved in my success she was everywhere I was, sitting next to me and enjoying everything I was enjoying, but not able to quite do it because she was a dog. And that's how Edward is. He's just sort of like, uh, okay, I want to be here, but how? Yeah. Which is very true. Yeah. Very cute. Absolutely. I mean, the scene at the beginning when he's in the car, like, he very much looks like a dog that just got rescued. Yes. You know, like, yeah. that's his personality. And he's just, you know, he's very excited. He never wants, I mean, he's, like, nervous about the barbecue, but he's not like, I don't want to do it. Yeah. And he never wants, it's just like, I don't want to do this. He's just like, whatever it is, let's do it. I'm just not sure how I fit in here. Yeah. Um. She based the character of Peg off of her own mother, who she said was always bringing strangers home. <laughs> so she was like, it was not a weird thing for her to do because that was my house. Yeah. All the time. That's sweet, though. Uh, Carolyn Thompson also wrote the scripts for Homeward Bound, The Incredible Journey, and Black Beauty. So oh. She just so likes she to write animal stories. Usually writes about animals, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's funny. Um, they really wanted Robert Smith to do the soundtrack. Oh, that would have been a lot different. I know. But he was too busy recording Disintegration at the time. Uh. So they got Danny Elfman to do it instead. But they were like, but we'll still make him look like you. It's cool. We still love you, Robert Smith, even though you're busy. So Johnny Depp was Tim Burton's first choice for the role, even though they had never worked together at this point. Oh, really? And he hadn't seen... What had he been in before that? At this point, Nightmare on Elm Street and 21 Jump Street. Oh, so not even like... Yeah. That was it. And he hadn't seen any of like Johnny Depp's work up till this point, but he was like, I just like his face and I want him in my movie. But the studio really wanted Tom Cruise. No. I know. They were like really pushing for Tom Cruise. You got to interview him. Like, let's do it. But Tom Cruise... I cannot imagine him in that role at all. No! Zero percent. I know. It'd be so strange. Tom Cruise wanted the ending to be a lot happier. And he had a lot of questions. How does Edward Scissorhands go to the bathroom? What has he been eating this whole time that he was up there by himself? And they were just like, stop asking questions, man. Just do the role. And he was like, I don't want to. So yeah. they got rid of him. Um, Tom Hanks was offered the role, but he turned it down and favor of doing the movie the bonfire of the vanities which i have never heard of because it was a box office and critical flop oh yeah i've never heard of that gary oldman read the script but he turned it down because he thought it was absurd oh but then he said later when he watched the finished product he understood it after watching literally two minutes of it. so he was just like oh shit my bad he yeah, like I mean, gary regretted. oldman would have done a good job yeah he can be anyone i know yeah. especially in like 1990s gary oldman yeah, he's like absolutely. so young yeah. so cute uh, Jim Carrey was also considered. No. 
William Hurt, Robert Downey Jr., and Michael Jackson all expressed interest, but were not offered the role. Uh, William Hurt? Allegedly, Tim Burton just straight up ignored Michael Jackson's calls. (laughs) Good. Yeah. Uh, Carolyn Thompson really wanted John Cusack. But Tim Burton was just like, Johnny Depp, god damn it, that's who I want, that's it! There's the no, only option. There's no rain in this movie. I don't think John Cusack can contractually. <laughs> Maybe they would have. There's one time. Be like, can I just have one scene in the rain? Maybe I'm standing outside of a car wash. <laughs> Maybe the thing is rain instead of snow. Yeah. <laughs> Somehow. Never used to rain. He's just splashing <laughs> vigorously. <laughs> He's not making anything. <laughs> <laughs> Sitting in a kiddie pool on top of the mountain. <laughs> ah! She's like, it never used to rain before he came down. (laughs) Anyway. Shredded rubber duckies everywhere. (laughs) Perfect. Rewrite it. John Cusack. Uh, Drew Barrymore auditioned for the role of Kim. That would have been fine. Yeah. I love Drew Barrymore. Yeah. Crispin Glover went out for the role of Jim. Yeah, that would have worked too. Yep. Sean Astin was also considered for Jim, but he said he didn't feel comfortable playing a villain yeah he's too soft yeah he's very soft crispin glover would have done well but would have been so creepy yeah like he wouldn't have come off as a tough guy as much right yeah he would have just been too like slimy yeah he is so slimy i think as a person too yeah 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 and we needed that like tough bully like anthony michael hall did a great job yeah for sure and it probably helped him out too because i mean he's just coming off of like all those John Hughes movies from the yeah. 80s where he's, like, in the Brat Pack, super nerdy, you know, Breakfast Club, 16 Candles, like, all right. those where he's, like, got Soft. braces and, like, yeah. And he's yeah. like, now, look at me now. It's like, because he really did fill out, like, in between yeah. those. So it was probably good for him. Although I don't know anything else he's been I was going to say, yeah, then. did he do anything after that? He was that? in the Dead Zone, like, the TV show. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I forgot about but that. But I don't really know. He His face changed so much, though, between, yeah, but- like, Breakfast Club and... I mean, even Breakfast Club to Edward Scissorhands, yeah. and then beyond that, he just looks like a completely different person. So. And I have seen The Dead Zone, and I would not have realized that that was him until you said that. But then once you said that, I was like, oh yeah, that is definitely him. Right. Yeah, yeah so he's he's probably in more things that you don't realize that it's him, just because right. he looks so different. But For sure. Uh, obviously, the role of the inventor was written specifically for Vincent Price. Oh, absolutely. They had a lot more scenes for him to do, mm-hmm. but Vincent Price was dying at that yeah. point. He was, like, really struggling with emphysema Aww. and, I think, Parkinson's. Yeah. So, I mean, he, they had to cut a lot of scenes because he just couldn't do it. They should have got the guy, the dad from Mouse Hunt, who was just already dead. God. <laughs> yeah. But he did that movie, like, a little bit. <laughs> right. But... So, I mean, Tim Burton, like, wrote this role for Vincent Price. Yeah. But he did have a backup in case Vincent Price was too busy or too unwell to do it. Yeah. And that was Leonard Nimoy. Yeah. That also would have been great. That would have been perfect. Yeah. I mean, I'm I glad mean, Vincent Price got to do it. He was a lot younger then, but they they, they could have made him yeah. old. Yeah. But I, I mean, I am glad, you know, Vincent Price is, like, delightfully spooky enough. Like, oh, it's yeah. just the perfect role for him. Yeah. And it did end up being his last, like, feature film that he was Aww. in. He was in one more thing, but it wasn't, like, a full-length movie. Yeah. Um. But I mean, Tim Burton was just like, I'm so glad I got to work with him because I love him so much. He's like my idol, you know, it's cool that I got to like put him in this movie and he was into it and he did it perfectly. So it's just really cute. Absolutely. Um, Winona Ryder was the first person that they were like, yes, for sure. This is who we're putting in this movie, like cast wise. Yeah. But Diane Weist was the first person to sign on. Oh, nice. Yeah. And Burton said that after she signed on, everybody else was like, 
oh, well, if Diane Weist is doing it, I'll do it. Yeah. And he was like, she's just so great, and she's Aww. so classy, and she's so wonderful, and everyone loves her. And, and it probably made she it, really, like, you know, seem more, like... Exactly, like a real project. Taken, and... Yeah, seriously. Yeah. Because Tim Burton just... was still... Hadn't done much up to this point. Right. So it just makes me happy that yeah. she was on board and everybody else was like, oh, okay. Yeah. Because I love her so much. Well, if Diane's doing it. Exactly. <laughs> I would do anything that she was doing, really. So yeah. I, I get it. Absolutely. Johnny Depp said that he wept like a newborn after he read the script. Like, which is ah, yeah. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. Ah. Um, which is a lot. That was but too it's much. cute. And I mean, that's who you want. You yeah, know, yeah, you want somebody, especially in this role, somebody yeah. who is just like weeping openly. Yeah, and for has this to part. do so much like emoting yes. without saying a lot. As I said, once he got the role, he watched a ton of Charlie Chaplin movies. Oh, he nice. was like, yeah. How do I express my emotions without saying anything? And yeah. so he just was like, Well, let's go to the man. You Hell know? Yeah. Yeah, that's smart. And I bet I mean I'm sure he used that mm-hmm. in future endeavors, you know. His yep. his new skills that he learned. Yeah. Um, that's, that's basically it. Everybody critically really liked it. Yeah. Except Roger Ebert. I mean, he gave it two stars, but his review is, it's not really worth quoting. It's kind of boring. He talks about Batman a lot in it. There's a full paragraph about Batman and how good Batman was. What? And it's just like, Roger. I mean, it's a Tim Burton movie. I mean, he says, you know, like Batman was pretty good. Could have been better. And I'm like, okay, but this is an Edward Scissorhands review. He's like, anyway, Edward Scissorhands. Again, pretty good. Could have been better. Mostly what his review boils down to is that the movie looks really nice. Yeah. And that the beginning of it is really charming. But he feels like the ending is predictable and kind of shoehorned in there with, like, the romance and stuff. Which too scary for babies. Too scary for babies. He's not <laughs> entirely wrong, but... Yeah, I um, just... And I, I don't even hate the romance because I don't think that it is, like, egregious. Yeah. I just wish that it wasn't there. I wish people could just be friends. I know. I wish people could care about each other without having to smooch. I know. It's it's their get out of jail moment where they're just like, yeah. well, we gotta make these characters kiss even though they haven't known each other for that long. And Like, Kim could have just learned the value of being nice. Yeah. And decided that she needed to break up with Jim. Yeah. Without falling for Edward. Right. Yeah. Because, I mean, truly, you know, like we said, what is their to fall for yeah he's like a puppy that he's nice well yeah puppies are cool i know but i'm not in but love not with my puppy in the romantic way yeah right yeah. so anyway yeah but that's it that's it that's all that's it welcome to spooky season spooky movie number one yeah done in the books we're gonna have more spooky movies yeah. for the rest of the month yeah why not and it's also our one year anniversary this month yeah Woo! Oh, God, that's so exciting. Yes, we released our first episode last October 31st, right? Yeah, on Halloween. On Halloween. Yep. Coming up. I know. So exciting. So exciting. Um, Can't believe we've made it this far. I can't believe it. Oh, Meat Wedge, we've come so far. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, thank you for not murdering me for all the Edward Scissorhands puns, specifically today. I mean, just in the last year. I know I've made a lot of bad jokes, but today was pretty rough. But <laughs> I said uh, blood word scissor butt, so. <laughs> That's true. I think it's fair. That's true. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, scissor butt. Thank you, listeners, for still being here. <laughs> for still being here, even after Bucket Snake said blood word scissor butt. <laughs> Honestly. Scissor You're butt. the real troopers. I have to stay here. I'm contractually obligated to be their friend. Do you think they friend. go like downwards or outwards? What? 
his butt? <laughs> the butt scissors. <laughs> or is oh it my just like, god. Uh, like a bouquet? <laughs> I am ignoring you. So if you guys want to come talk to me, don't talk to them. They're, they've lost it. If you want to talk to me specifically, snip, 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 snip. Uh, we're on Instagram, Replay Rewind Podcast. We're on Tumblr, Replay Rewind Podcast. You can email us at replayrewindpodcast at gmail.com. You can tweet at us at Replay Rewind Pod, but I do not promise that I'll check it in any kind of timely fashion. Yeah, you, you can also listen to our other episodes on Stitcher, Spotify, Google, Apple, wherever fine podcasts are sold for free. <laughs> given out yeah speaking of selling podcasts yeah, yeah you could head over to our patreon.com slash replay rewind podcast yep. and check out more episodes i mean for five dollars a month you get at least three episodes a month yeah for eight dollars a month you get at least four. Oh yeah that's pretty tight yeah plus we'll mail you a sticker we'll shout your name out on the show tell about tell everybody else how cool you are it's pretty cool yeah we'll lie for you yeah <laughs> tell you whatever if, fuck it you write yourself a little description we'll read it for you on there yeah we don't absolutely. Give a shit. listen ten dollars a month i will come testify in your favor <laughs> i got you be a witness at your trial yeah absolutely twenty dollars a month i'll say really nice things at your funeral <laughs> <laughs> that's it 20, 20 bucks a month that's it that's that's a bargain at twice the price in the meantime stay fresh cheese bags and don't forget to reduce, reuse, recycle, replay, and rewind. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.